in our lifetimes, yes, there have been many defining moments that we look back on, uh-huh. and we all remember exactly when and where we were when we heard of a certain event that occurred in our lifetime. Okay. Now, of course, with us living in the time span we have, there have sure. been many, several, yeah, many momentous events, but. The one that sticks out the most to me that I want to pick your brain on right okay. here on the air on the newest installment of Dead and Lovely. Uh-oh. Where were you when you learned about the Macarena? <laughs> Let's go. Let's fucking go. Kate and I were having this discussion the other day. Where was I when I learned about the Macarena? Okay, so I remember... It, I think it was... Because... um. I can't say for sure what sport it was. Uh oh. Okay. Because um, my my cousins and I played all sorts of sports. And you like, were masters of every sport. Right, we I ma- get it. Rub it in my face. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was a sporting event, and I remember a girl telling me about it, and like she and her friend were doing it, and me going, "That's just line dancing." <laughs> <laughs> but even more south of the border. Right. Yeah. <laughs> This is line dancing. Okay, you know what? Yeah. On paper, a bunch of people doing the same routine yeah. kind of is. Yeah, and like you, they did it as line dances. Like people would just like yeah, yeah. do the macarena, and then I guess you turned left and did it again. Do it over there. Do yeah. it that way. Yeah. <laughs> now we're gonna do the macarena in the other direction. Where were you when you learned of the the macarena? One of humanity's greatest uh, uh, contributions. <laughs> It's an achievement yeah. of all humanity, for uh-huh. sure. I was in the electronics department late one night at a Kmart, a Kmart in Morristown. Uh-huh. Okay. Because I'd gone over there to the electronics department to get the newest issue of Nintendo Power. Oh, okay, yeah. Because of course that. I did. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, it was the one that had Mickey Mouse and the wizard costume on the cover of it because it oh, was okay. for the, the Disney game that just came out for Super Nintendo. Uh, I remember, remember that, that game. Mm-hmm. So yes. pretty. If I'm not mistaken, it was that issue. Somebody can probably fact check the years right there. Okay. And on their big wall of CRT monitor TVs uh-huh. that were just weighing tens of thousands of Absolutely. pounds. Absolutely. If that wall fell, everyone would die. Death. Yeah. Total death. But instead, it was giving a message of life and of a synchronized dance called the Macarena. <laughs> Do you remember like flipping through the magazine and I looked up and it was like, I ate? And then they uh, were doing I- the Macarena dance and stuff. Uh-huh. And I was like, what the fuck is this? What is going on? Yeah. And people are just losing their minds over it. It's like, this is the thing. We chose it. This is the thing we have decided is important. It felt so weird. I remember that, where it was like, wait, what? Because I remember, as I said, seeing it, that's just line dancing. Then I saw the video, and the video was like, what is this? Yeah. Why is They're it just old song? dudes. Yeah, it's old dudes, a song that's all in Spanish. Uh-huh. And especially back then, nobody fucking spoke Spanish. That wasn't common at all. So why was this a huge hit? And this wasn't at the invention of MTV. So it was like, well, we only got the 20 videos. Like, show that one. We found this one. I guess this is all we have. This was like MTV's at its height. 120 minutes kicking. (laughs) You know? Go hang out with Matt Penfield at Headbangers Ball or whatever. Uh, Matt Penfield. Wait, was that Ricky Ratman? (laughs) He was on there, too. Fuck it. They were all on there. (laughs) Wow. Important dates in history. Yep. You know? Wow, we never forget where we were never. when we learned the Macarena. And I don't think you'll forget where you were when you heard the newest installment of Dead and Lovely, I? the podcast. Here with the host of the most, it's me, your good buddy, Uncle Ben. And me, Hollywood Steve. We're here today to be talking about a Christine. Christ? 
Stein. Christ Stein. Yep. From mm-hmm. 1983. 83. My first time watching this one ever, so I'm excited to talk about this after we have ourselves a good old catch up and slam a beer and do all kinds of stuff like that. If you want to skip on to the movie review portion, there's a timestamp for there you. There is. It's right down there. Oh, I just don't know if I should watch Christine or not. Oh, You should. I can't even wait through these guys talking and drinking beer and stuff to find out if I should watch it. Yeah. Oh, It's a John Carpenter film uh, adaptation of, of Stephen King. Like, I don't know why you would need someone to tell you to watch it. Watch it. Do you think that sounds good? You're right. <laughs> You're right. You're yes. right. Go for it. Yeah. So, spoilers. Yes, you should watch it. Yeah. Great fucking movie. Yeah. Dude, I'll tell you what. This has been a humdinger of a week. A real it's humdinger, It's been a dang old humdinger, okay. man. I've had video project deadlines out the yeah. hiney, just mm-hmm. plumb square out the hiney. Out the hiney. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did our tax filing. Uh-huh. That hurt a lot. I bet. It yeah. hurt me so much to do that. Okay. It was not good. Yeah. Had a big old uh, yacht rock show playing with Smooth Sailor this weekend. Uh-huh. Made a whole video about that entire process and stuff, yeah, too. yeah, yeah. It's been so crazy, dude, that I, I had this dream the other day that was fucking hilarious. In my dream, my alarm went off. It was like nine in the morning. My alarm went off. I grabbed my cell phone. I turned the alarm off. And in my dream, I'm like, I'm fucking taking the bull by the horns today. I'm beaten today. I am motivated okay. to do all the things. It's all right. So in my dream, like I, I turned off the alarm, I got out of bed immediately, which I never do mm-hmm. ever. No. Ran in the bathroom, put on clothes. In my dream, I'm like, I do this thing every morning where just to get amped up for the day, I run down the hallway and I jump up in the air and I slap the wall that's above the door frame as high as I can, just to show <laughs> how much energy I have and how motivated I am. Okay. And I did this all in my dream, and then in real life, my actual alarm went off. Uh huh. And I went. Ugh. <laughs> The correct reaction, yeah. And I think I hit snooze and probably stay in bed in a you know, half yeah. hour, at least. It's rare that uh, <laughs> people have nightmares where they're the nightmare. But That's true. you had one. I am the nightmare. <laughs> yes. I kind of did that to myself, man. I was just motivated as fuck. Wow, I Didn't can't imagine what world. that's like waking because there are people that do that. They do, yeah. Those are disciplined people. Like I know John Cena, like he goes to bed at, like the same time every night, wakes up at the same time every morning, starts working out like instantly and shit. It's like you're a lunatic. You're a lunatic, exactly. You're a you know? lunatic. You are I know lunatic. that I could like get more done if my morning routine was faster because I definitely sure. I, I lay in bed and check the socials. Mm-hmm. I have a good long trip in the bathroom doing some paperwork in the mornings. I take it. my sweet time. Mm-hmm. My mornings are generally pretty fucking leisurely. I know that I could get more done if I did, you know, run up the hall and slap the door frame like Dream Me did. Sure. But man, it would suck, I think. Yeah, yeah. It seems if like life is completely about productivity, it's shit. Yeah, pretty yes. much. Which is also why I'm only having myself one co-beer. Because you got to produce. Yeah, I got more stuff I got to do after I'm done with the show here. So we're going to go ahead and slam one out. We've got yeah. ourselves a beer here that I'm very excited about, man. So Three Floyds, which they're from, where are they Isn't from? Like Cleveland? I'm not sure. Um, I thought it says Indiana, Munster, Indiana. Indiana. Okay. Uh, we've had some of their beers because Roger has brought us some before. Yeah, it's always been nice. Definitely. And they make great shit. And I think that they're distributing to Knoxville now, if oh, I'm not awesome. mistaken. Merchants of Beer had like a three-tap takeover the other day down in the Old City. Okay. So, of course, I had all three of them. 
Um, one of them is what we're drinking today, which is their Zombie Dust IPA. Yeah, I have not had this. It is fucking great. They also had their Gumball Head. Gumball Head, which okay. Which is delicious. And they have, and I can't remember what it's called, man, but it's their Pilsner. It's called like Speed something, like Speed Racer or something okay. like that. But it's their Pilsner. Holy fuck. It is one of the best Pilsners I've ever had. Okay. It's also like 5.6%, so it's like kind of stronger than usual for a Pils. Yeah. So good, man. But this zombie dust, dude, you're going to drink this and be like, oh, yeah, this is why we started drinking IPAs. This is why we drink it. This is why it's hoppy. (laughs) It's a hoppy beer. Hoppy beer. What is this, like eight, eight point something? Yeah, it says 8.5 here. Oh, wait. Is that six? Is that a six or an eight? Uh-oh. I want to zoom it in. But Get them eyes checked. Hold on. People. Well, no, I'm going to say it's an eight. I'm calling it an eight. <laughs> calling end. it an eight. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. It you can smell great. it. It just yeah. smells good and piney and delicious. It's in the pines. In it the pines. Is. Where the sun don't ever shine. Yep. And it is some good old stuff. You're going to like this yeah, a lot. Yeah. It smells very much like an IPA. I'm it excited to give it a taste. Very IPA-like for certain. Oh, boy. Isn't that Guess good? What? It tastes very much like an IPA. That's really good. It's like a beer that has a ton of hops added to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I thought when I drank it. It's like a beer yep. that has a ton of hops. But, you know, it doesn't have lactose in it. It no, doesn't taste like fucking cream saver. No, this just tastes like an IPA. It tastes, tastes like, like a, a good, IPA. like, nice, piney, citrusy IPA. Yeah. Like it. Like it ought to, man. We've been saying for like years, man, fucking brewing companies, don't be scared to make an IPA that's just a beer with a fuck ton of hops in it. Yeah. We want it. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. And remember for a while there, there were like all those, um, oh shit, what's the hop that tastes kind of like tropical punch? Like a mosaic? Yeah, mosaic. There was a while there where there were so many mosaic IPAs and it yeah. was like, these are great. And then they stopped, and it's like, why? Where, why where did, did you stop go? that? Yeah, <laughs> like, totally, right? I know Highwire still makes a great mosaic that uh-huh. is in stores all over the place here. But yeah, that, that's that's the one. There used to be so many to choose from. Pretty I'm much, a big man. fan of the mosaic. This um, has that instead more citrusy, more piney, which I'm also a big fan of. Yeah. Just and, pick and one it's and like go with it. a little bitter on the back end, which is yeah. nice, too. Dude, I had one the other day, and I can't remember who made it. But, man, it, it got fed to the sink gods. I bought it because the, the name was so appealing, man. It's called yeah. Spruce Willis. <laughs> I mean, come rad. on. Yeah, it was, really it was like cool. an IPA brewed with, like, spruce tips. Uh-huh. It tastes like shit. It really tastes like shit, man. Yeah, it's terrible. That does sound terrible. Spruce tips? Yeah. Like, Not from good. a spruce? From a tree. I don't care for that. No. This tastes like tree. No. No, not interested. <laughs> I don't want int beer. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, please. If it made you taller, though, then okay, that yeah. would be fun. That's the kind of int draft I yeah. want right there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's really fucking good. Yeah, Three Floyds is. makes some great stuff. If you're in the Knoxville area, be sure to grab you some. Or, well, fuck, anywhere. Anywhere you can get a Three Floyd. Be sure to grab that stuff and throw it into your face. If you see a Two Floyd, fuck it. Oh, yeah, you don't want that. You don't want that. One uh-uh. Floyd, maybe try it out. Could be cool. Could be good. He's probably lonely. <laughs> he is. He, he really wants I'm people. Floyd, I'm lonely. Please try my beer. Have a beer with me. <laughs> oh, Floyd. Oh, Floyd. Oh, lonely Floyd down That's at the bar again. People can't stand him because he talks so fucking weird. Yeah, they're like, what is wrong with your yeah, throat? I'm Floyd. <laughs> I'm Floyd. <laughs> me, Floyd. You had any other good co-beers this week? Um, no, I haven't had any particular co-beers this week. 
I did have uh, on on Friday night after the screaming chat, we had a little Zoom, and uh, I don't know if I've talked about this, but Dosekis makes a ranch water. Say what? Yeah, they're these like can Is it a buttermilk ranch water. It's a buttermilk ranch water. <laughs> they're they're these uh, they're these um, canned ranch waters out now. There's a few different companies that make them. Yeah, yeah. And um, I've I've tried a few, and I tasted one, and it tasted like White Claw. Yep, uh, and I taste another, and it was fine. It's pretty good. I think uh, the ones by um, Topo Chico are like too sweet. Yeah, they I taste agree the with most that. like a white claw. Yes, but maybe you're into that. That's the one I was saying. Tastes like a white, white claw. Uh, but the Dosakis Ranch Water is fucking smooth as hell. Oh, um, doesn't have a ranch water taste because it doesn't taste like tequila. Mm-hmm. But it, it it's smooth as hell. Like if you're looking for a low calorie drink. I slammed about six of those. That'll do it. <laughs> and that did it. I'll tell you that. But, uh, I recommend them if you're looking for a low-calorie alcohol. There it is. There you go, mm. man. Dude, what have you been watching this week? I've not had time to fucking watch much nothing. I've watched some good stuff. Um, I watched The Harder They Fall on your recommendation. Fuck yeah, dude. Okay. Did you love it? Yeah, absolutely. It's fucking it's amazing, great western. right? Great, great western. And it's gorgeous. Holy yeah. cow, Looks man. Looks awesome. Uh, amazing actors. Cast uh, is ridiculous. Awesome. Just great. Love Do you get what it. I'm saying when I'm like, there's like 20 characters in the movie. You remember all everything about distinct. all of them. Yep. Yeah. All very distinct yep. characters, man. So good. Yeah. I, I just loved a lot of the cinematography and the way the movie looked. Yeah. Like I loved whenever they went to that, like that all white t- town to uh-huh. rob that bank. I was literally all white. Dude, the whole town was white. So yeah. fucking cool, uh-huh. man. Yeah. God, I loved it. I'm glad you liked it, man. I figured yeah, you no, would. I, I loved it. It was great. It, it's I, I've been on a Western kick recently, which why well, I've also been watching Westworld. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Which is just a show I absolutely love. How is it keeping up, man? Because we watched, we watched the first season whenever yeah. it was kind of like making waves and stuff. It was a time when... It was like January, February. Mm-hmm. I had the fucking flu because I just come back from Nam, and we watched. I think the entire first season, maybe in like a week. So uh-huh. we, we kind of got tired of it because we were just watching it all the time. Okay, but I heard that season two was like fucking amazing. Yeah, I loved season two. I I think um, on rewatch, uh, I like the show even more. But really, uh, I never got I never got tired of the show, and I know a lot of people did. Yeah. So, like, um, you know, I, I might not be the best one to ask because I, I I just love the Western feel. I think there's so many great performances and also, like, you know, the twists and turns it takes aren't exactly, um, you know, insane, but they also were unexpected. Word. Like, it was kind of, I, I remember the, that first season finale was just like, kind of thought this might be happening but also i wasn't sure and then the reveal is just like fuck that's rad so cool yeah ain't um, they go to a samurai world or something in there uh uh, yes i i don't want to i don't say too much for anybody who hasn't seen it but yeah yeah uh west world is 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 about an amusement park so it's interesting. They do have, in fact, other types of worlds. Is there a part in there where they they go to Sea World? <laughs> I wish. <laughs> and the, and the, the the whale the whales don't know they're robots. They don't know. Oh, oh they don't no. know. <laughs> It'd be pretty cool. What about they go to World of Futon? <laughs> Futon World. Futon yeah, World. They're always having sales down at Futon World, <laughs> and nobody's really very comfortable there. No, no. But you know that lets you really examine the human condition because are any of us really comfortable? 
Futon world is That's the so, real yeah, deep shit. Super philosophical futon. We're world. all just settling all the time. It's like I want yeah. a couch. I also need a bed. This does both badly. I'm gonna go with yeah. it. Yeah. I don't love it, but I am somewhat functionally satisfied. That's life. A futon does really ask the question: What makes a couch? Wow. If it's shaped like a couch and horrendously uncomfortable, is it a couch? Is it still a couch? It yeah. is an L-shaped cushion. <laughs> so it really is. Therefore, it is a couch. Oh my god, dude! I had a futon in high school. Horrible. That was so heavy, like just one of those big wood slat futon. Oh yeah, beds. yep. And yeah, people stayed at my house all the time, so they slept on it. And I don't know how they did. No. It wasn't comfortable. Huh. No, you all. cannot do that past the age of like 22. No, it's you so can't. crazy, you right? Can't sleep like on one. S- sleeping becomes like a, a battle between your body and the mattress <laughs> at a certain I have point. To have certain conditions being right. met <laughs> for my body to do its most basic <laughs> function of recovery. I think it absolutely has to do, and your body's just like, I don't know how to do this right. I don't right. think I can, though. <laughs> Fucking dick. Fucking bodies are stupid. <laughs> Intelligent design, my fucking ass. Yeah, absolutely. Again, once again, just more stuff to point out. Hey, God, could have done better. Could have done better. Could have done better, show. huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I also watched The Killing of a Sacred Deer. I have heard so much about this movie. I know nothing about it other than I've heard it's fucked up. Yeah, I don't really want to say anything I've heard you can't it. really say anything yeah, about it. Yeah, because if you do, you're kind of... Yeah, because like... What I can what I can say is that it definitely has some very awkward acting that is intentional. Okay. Like super awkward and the characters are super awkward. Um, it's like Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, kind of like Napoleon Dynamite, uh-huh. except if that went like horrifically, <laughs> way south, yeah, way wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I mean, here's the thing: is I, I would say it would be a great episode of a podcast. Word, it's yeah. not a, not a very fun viewing and and whatnot, but like it also has a lot to it, and I think like. Uh, I won't say too much, but the killing of a sacred deer is a reference to a Greek myth. Okay, and and it's a it's a, a Greek director. I imagine if I knew that myth more, there's probably a lot more connections. This is the same thing I was saying about um, the feast, about the the Welsh movie. Oh last yeah, yeah, week, yeah. Where mm-hmm. it's like I, I could tell it's connected to some folklore, some mythology that I don't know. Mm-hmm. But if I if I looked into it, I'd probably be like, oh, that's clever. So you were watching this and you're like, why? so what's with the olives? Everywhere. <laughs> everywhere with the olives. <laughs> I was about to say uh, another Greek stereotype, but then I was like, actually, that is an element to the movie and now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> there are no olives, but... The deer had chest hair. <laughs> I, I say no words. Oh, oh God. Okay. All right. Fine. I'll zip my lip. Wow. Now I'm like even more intrigued. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. I, uh, again, some some awkward performances, but they're still good, really good. I mean, Colin Farrell is really good in it. Nicole Kidman, good. I mean, it's just oh wow, Kidman. Yeah, Nicole Kidman. Um, but yeah, it, it is it is it is weird. Oh, the kid who plays Druig in the Eternals, who has that like? I've only seen that. What's I can't remember his name. Barry. His last name is very Irish, I believe. And I, anyway, Barry O. Officer McMurphy. But yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, also, on Friday night, we watched Forbidden World. Forbidden World. What's going on over there? Are they? Uh, uh, they're drinking and driving over there. 
<laughs> and they're having sex before they're married. Well, I found it by searching for movies like Species. Oh, and okay. yeah. uh, it, it's basically an 80s movie with a similar kind of premise, but not, I mean, very <laughs> different. It's kind of like the arena. The arena was this like gladiator wannabe softcore porn that we used to watch with friends all the time. Okay. That's one of those like initiation things where it's just like, oh, you're our friend? You have to watch, watch the arena. This. Watch yeah. this shit. And it was the worst, man. Okay, so Forbidden World? What is Forbidden this? World. It's it's an alien sort of ripoff, but not... I mean, I, we did an alien ripoff a, a couple weeks ago. I talked about the, that was Italian alien ripoff. Oh, yeah, That yeah, was yeah. also Terminator. Um, <laughs> this, this was... Different in, in, in its own way. It was I don't it special. Know, visu- visually, it had some cool stuff. Visually, all right. But it also is just like almost all of the alien ripoffs. Uh, bad, just oh, real bad. Like not good. Right. Like yeah. n- no, no real like feel that they're in space. It just feels like they're in a studio pretending they're in space. That's like, cool. All right. That sounds fun. fun. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, the, the, I would not recommend Forbidden World, though the it, it's better than a lot of stuff we've watched, for sure. All right, so there's that at least. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, but then on Sunday, we watched The Bye Bye Man on Ice Cream Sunday. Ooh. That title lets you know exactly what you're getting into, which is somebody had a real bad title and still wrote a script anyway. <laughs> they just went with it. Yeah. Wow. It, I read it was based off a chapter of another book. Another <laughs> book that was another book that was about vampires. <laughs> and this is not about vampires. What? Yeah, I don't know, man. Oh god. We did discover though that uh our guy Ryan up there in Canada, holding uh-huh. it down, Denim Daddy. Yeah, that's right. He he had to watch it on Amazon Prime, and it was the unrated version. So if you are going to watch the Bye Bye Man, watch the unrated version. Because the stuff he was telling us he was seeing was way cooler than the shit we saw. Because it was PG-13. Ooh. Yeah. And shit. I mean, it was, ba- it was bad overall, even if you see the unrated edition. But the unrated edition at least has, like, gore and stuff. This had, like... A little bit of blood and three three maggots, basically. <laughs> a little bit of blood and three maggots. And a big and a CGI dog that doesn't look good. The Steven Spratling story. <laughs> That's your autobiography, a right bit there, of blood man. And three maggots. And a CGI dog. And a CGI dog. That, <laughs> take out the CGI dog and that, that's uh, Dario Argento title. That's what I was thinking yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, man. Yeah. Well, of course, too, you know, this this premise doesn't work because going into it, I already know how it ends. Bye bye. Well, the hero has to previously have beaten the Hello Man, and then he gets <laughs> he his, his special ability, yes. and you can kill the Bye Bye Man in like two shots. Yeah, it's, it's so easy. Much, yeah, it's so easy. And then you're just like, man, what was I doing before with the pea shooter? Yeah, yeah, man, it it really like it was. It's one of the many, many, many attempts to like resurrect a Freddy. Kruger type of character, but it, like without adding any personality. So like he he kind of shows up in controls the way you see things. So it's like you're having a dream. This sounds a lot like Freddy. Kruger. Yeah, it it, it I just couldn't because his powers made no sense. Basically, he warps reality. Basically, he warps all of reality, but for some reason struggles. To have people know what his name is. But if you know what his name is, he can get you. Look out. Yeah. 
I I fucking hated it. I hated every second. Of it. It, <laughs> it was, was not bad. good. Yeah, it was bad. Based on like the poster and the title, I was not interested in seeing this. I think one. it had like a eighteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes Ooh, or something. Good score, man. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> and I, I just wonder who those eighteen percent of critics are that were like, it's pretty good. I don't know. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the review says. I don't know. I liked it. Well, that was fine. I don't man. know. Damn, man. Dude, about the only thing that I've been watching this week is a couple uh, episodes of Supernatural. We're on oh, like okay. season three, I think, now. Oh, just like 50 to go. Yeah, for real, right? <laughs> it's getting fun, man. Like, there was an episode that we just watched last night that was kind of cashing in on... Like, do you remember, like, the early 2000s, there was all those, like, paranormal uh, ghost hunter TV shows? Uh-huh, oh, yeah. I feel a chill. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. There was an episode that was just making fun of that. That's fun. Which was great. Like, they're oh. kind of getting to this point at the show uh, around this season where it's just like, okay, we can have fun with this. We don't mm-hmm. have to be super serious and dark all the time. Yeah. There are dark and serious episodes. Obviously. But, it's yeah, supernatural. It's supernatural, man. But we also just had, like, a Groundhog's Day episode that was really fun. Okay. And it's funny, too, because, like, they do these episodes that are very obviously cashing in on an idea you already know, like Groundhog's yeah. Day. Yeah. And they totally cut you off and say it on the show. Yeah. Where so they're just like, oh, this is like Groundhog's like, Day. ripping off. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, if they say it first, you can't critique it. Right. And if they're aware of it, that changes the way that they're going to approach it. Exactly. Right. It is. Yeah, it's self-aware like that. Mm-hmm. It's getting fun, man. I can't yeah. lie. So, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I, I think that's actually a good piece of advice uh, for writers out there. If you're okay. writing something that you're like, it's like this, cut that off. Go ahead and mention it. Yeah. Like, it is like that. And then make it different than that yep. <laughs> in some way. Yep. Yeah. Make it realize and talk about what it is derivative yeah. of. I think Happy Death Day does that pretty well does it yeah i need to rewatch that movie I actually that. I, I enjoyed it a good bit i watched both of them in the theater yeah. so I, I i obviously was com- like drawn to them in some way even though i think they weren't amazing mm-hmm. yeah okay i think the only movie that i watched this week which is barely even a movie uh was batman mask of the phantasm oh good choice that animated one yeah it's a cartoon yeah this is from the batman the animated series universe that's right yeah. man it's fucking good. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's really good. It's man. great. Yeah. I enjoyed it quite uh-huh. a lot. Damn, man, that animated series was so shit. good, dude. DC so good. just continues putting out great animated stuff. Young Justice just started back up, uh, finishing out their season four. And I've been watching that. DC's kicking ass, man. When it comes to animation, they always have. Yep, clearly they always have, man. Good stuff right there, man. Hopefully next week I have some more time to watch a thing or two. Stuff has just been so fucking busy lately. It's been yeah. insane, man. But I'll tell you what. Tell me what. I've had a little bit of time this week to think about. I'm excited to hear it. I've had some time to think about this movie, this Christine. Uh-huh, Christine. And this feller, what's in this movie, that's got a core, a vehicle, uh-huh. that he seems to be... I mean, real into. Real into. Really, really into. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know what? I can see why. Uh, listen, she's got some good curves. Cherry red, curvy. She's dedicated. You know Shiny that. Shiny chrome, very dedicated. You don't fuck with her, man. Loves music. Yeah, all right. A you very know? specific type of music, but she loves it. Uh-huh. I can see the appeal. Yeah, I get it. It got me thinking about maybe some other cars in movie history and just a history period. What might be... Alluring. Mm, you know what I'm saying? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How about we talk about some fuckable cars in the preview palace? <laughs> Welcome. 
to the preview palace. Why are we doing this? We keep doing this. Um, well, this is this <laughs> seems like the most appropriate. Probably, one. I will get I will get more into his obvious mechanophilia. Woo. Uh, it's later. a thing. But he definitely is is into his car in a way that is a little bit sexual. He is Freddie Mercury style in love with his car. <laughs> exactly. So. Listen, there's been a lot of cars in in, in movies that are, are kind of famous, well-known. Sexy. Was maybe sexy. Maybe. We, we're going to talk about whether or not we get in that tailpipe. <laughs> Is that the move? I guess so. Okay. All right. I guess you probably just take a take maybe a, like a flashlight. Let and, that thing cool down now. Well, yeah. I, I hope. Woo, man. Come in hot. Yowza. Sizzle. There, I mean, there have been definitely like various people who've who've gone on TV and said they're attracted to a, a car yes. or, a, or whatever. A Ferris wheel. I saw yeah. one about a person attracted a to a Ferris wheel. wheel. Yeah, I've seen that too. Um, and I always wonder, is it to get on TV? Like Jerry Springer style yeah. where he's just like, well, I'll just lie and say, I want to fuck my car. But That'll get me on TV. Yeah. And maybe there are people that, that really do and... I don't give a shit. There's yeah. no there's no victim. If you want to fuck true. your car, there's I, no victim there. Now, fucking somebody else's car. Okay, yeah, that might that might be a problem. That might cross a line. Yeah. There was a guy in England who got caught fucking his car publicly, which is like, okay, don't do that. No, not everybody yeah. wants to see that. So Yeah. I do remember there was I don't know what the show was. I never actually saw this. I only saw it on the soup with Joel McHale. Oh my god, I forgot about that shit. But there was a guy who was in love with his car, and he <laughs> he was talking about it, and he was telling, he said he was afraid to tell his family, not because it's a car, but because the car's a boy. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, they might not be able to accept that. Yeah, they'd be like, "Oh, you fucking a Camaro? I get it." Oh, boy, Camaro. Get out of my damn house. Mr. Camaro? Jesus said not to fuck boy cars. (laughs) So stupid. It is so stupid. What? Anyway, so let's talk about fuckable cars. All right, so let's just go ahead and do that then. All right. Let's go back to some early childhood memories here because as kids growing up in the 19 and 80s. Yeah. There was this feller on the television... What we call Night Rider. Yep. Night Rider. He yeah. had a fancy car. He did. Man, called I'll Kit. tell you what. Kit, with the voice of Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World. Uh, I don't think I knew that. Yep, yeah, that was the voice That's of Mr. Mr. Feeney. Feeney? It is, yeah. I thought I was getting boners during Boy Meets World because of that, that smoking bowl cut on that kid. Remember how creepy Mr. Feeney was? He followed those kids around. He kind of did. Like, he was like, yeah. oh, I'm your middle school principal. Now I'm your high school principal. Now I teach at the college you go to. Sure, why not? What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, then. Fine. I'm also the janitor that cleans your dorms and changes your sheets. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah. I'm also the bathroom attendant everywhere you go. <laughs> Don't think about it much. It does get weird really fast. It does. So, yeah, yeah but, uh, I mean, uh, I, Kit, listen. Here's the thing. Yeah. It's got that 80s style Love that. car, which yep. it looks great. It does. It looks great. But it also can talk dirty to you. 
That's kind of what I'm thinking yeah. is the main attraction. You and know? it also always seemed to have like some sort of mechanic to it that was very conducive to the moment. So totally, like, yep. It's like, oh, you need to jump? Yeah, I have a jump. Yeah. You need to fuck? I have a fuck. Yeah, exactly. It would be like, okay, Michael. <laughs> I think that you're probably right. There's probably a gadget yeah. or two, depending on the user, right. that accommodates these things. Yeah. It seems like an accommodating ride. And again, you get the verbal aspect there. Yeah, it's great. I would prefer the car to be able to talk in some way. I think so, yeah. Yeah. I think that seems like a pretty solid choice right there. Yeah. Kit? (laughs) Fuckable. Fuckable car. Yeah. Fuckable car. (laughs) Let's talk about maybe a car that can maybe fuck you so good that you travel through time. (laughs) What do you think about that? What do you think about that DeLorean from Back in a Future? Well, here's the thing. Now, we just said the 80s design of Kit was great. The 80s design of the DeLorean, not sexy. A lot of hard edges on that Yeah, thing. not sexy at all, man. Seems like you might be able just to, to uh, sprain a dick on that thing really easy. <laughs> I don't know. Now, I do like the, I do like the, the wing doors. Hot. That's fun. That's hot. Right? Yeah. Also, stainless steel. Okay. Yeah, you don't have to worry about staining. There's a flux capacitor in there that uh, is ionic. Maybe it's got a fux capacitor a inside. fux capacitor. Maybe it's got that, huh? Okay, now, all right, never mind. I was going to say, no, I'm not into the DeLorean from Back to the Future, but if it has a fucks capacitor... And the thing is, is you could get in that thing... Send your thing, dick back in time. And it's not only like, hey, how you want to fuck, it's like, when you want to fuck. <laughs> what, what's your fantasy? And you're wow. like, I want to fuck it, the fucking pyramids, car. Holy shit, that's romantic as and shit. And it's like, I'll take you there. And uh-huh. then you're in the pyramids, <laughs> and you're fucking a DeLorean. This could work. I love it now. Yeah, that's great. We just talked ourselves into it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm going to fuck the DeLorean from Back <laughs> to the Future. What do you know about a vehicle that is a true monster uh-huh. in the barren wasteland of Australia? What's got a feller strapped to the front playing a rock guitar <laughs> in Mad Max Fury Road? Now, listen. Woo, okay. man. I mean,. First off, he's playing music, so that's pretty sexy, right? Yeah, maybe that guy knows how to play. Do some careless whisper, something yeah, like that. Maybe depending get you on the, the mood. mood. Maybe uh-huh. he's got a wah wah pedal on that thing, and he Ooh. starts giving you the bounce. Maybe he gives you some of that. Maybe he doesn't just rock. Maybe he also gives you some soft rock in there too. But you know, we're talking about the guitarist. We're not fucking him. He's no. just an attachment of the car, and the car, honestly, meh. You know, it's I, just I a can't whole say bunch of speakers, and it's like, you know, it seems to lack a lot of self care. Yeah, for sure, doesn't seem to take care of itself. Yeah, too much. no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna fuck the war rig with all the speakers from Mad Max. <laughs> on the record, on the record, on the record. You know what? Now it's what's fair. gonna happen is we're gonna be at the same party, and it's gonna have a great personality, and it's gonna be like, "Thought you said we couldn't fuck." Well, it's gonna be loud <laughs> as shit when it does. Yeah, but, extremely loud. Yeah. Also, to be at a party, it will have needed to like plow the entire house down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's just me sitting in a house that's just demolished, demolished. with a, a a truck having a drink with a truck with a truck, human skin truck baby, human skin truck baby. Oh, yep. God, what a classic. <laughs> Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. No, I don't think I'm getting down with that. I don't think so. No. What do you think about a chitty chitty bang bang? I mean, <laughs> caught me mid drink. Chitty chitty oh, bang um, bang. I mean, the bang bang seems to be yeah, advertising. It does sound hot. Yeah. <laughs> 
But you know me, dude. I have that thing where it's like if I see something, a, a person dressed up in a certain decade, I assume that's how old they are. Yeah. So this would be very old. This is like a hundred year old yeah. vehicle in my eyes. Yeah. And it's got like, it, it does, like, it has every element of like a hundred year old vehicles, like fantasies of what it could be. What if it flew? I don't know. Up if I in the even, air. I don't even know if I get that thing started. <laughs> you have cranking to get that thing up. Crank it? No. That's just foreplay. That's just foreplay. That's just a foreplay. You'd be exhausted by the end. My forearms are exhausted. Yeah. And now, what's Chitty up? Chitty Bang Bang gonna do? Like, I mean, I guess flying is cool, though. It's pretty it, cool. It is pretty cool. Yeah. But it, I guess you could join the Mile High Club. Okay, that's an advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a possibility. And you could join the the Fuck the Centenarian Club. <laughs> so that very popular club. <laughs> So there's upsides. I don't know if those are goals that I'm trying to reach anytime no, soon. No, I'm not that interested. So no, chitty chitty bang bang, chitty chitty sit down. Maybe you just sit this one out. Yeah, you know, no offense, not being ageist. Hey, it's no. just not my thing. Yeah, I'm not into uh, cars that go awoo when you pull the horn. <laughs> 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 it's kind of fun, honestly. It's kind of fun. Cool. <laughs> Which transformer are you going after here? All right, if I had to pick a transformer, I mean because, uh, you know, there's a couple of them. There, there, there's several of them. Yeah, for sure. Um, and they they all have their different elements. I bet you that Optimus Prime is a real size king. Yeah, I was gonna you get say, in that trailer, and he's like, I can't even feel yeah. you. Are you even inside? Yeah, I was gonna say. I think especially too because when they are the the car thing, it's like that. That's probably when you're doing the sex to them, right? Because you're not interested in a robot. No, 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 no. Trying to fuck a car. A car. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Jazz. Jazz, that's your guy? Yeah, because he was a Cadillac. And uh, Caddies are luxurious as hell. Ooh, you're going to be yeah. comfortable. Yes, exactly. I don't mind I that. Want a, I want a car that makes me feel comfortable before we have sex. <laughs> so. I think Bumblebee seems like Bumblebee would be a, a, a tender lover. Oh, absolutely. I think so. Yeah. Friendly. Even. Think of how many times Sam Witwicky was inside him and then he just started transforming and it didn't crush Sam somehow. That's nice. Yeah. That's good. He's yeah. like, I'm going to take care of you. But, you know, he says it in a, a song that's on the radio at that exact second. Exactly right. How did he do that? I'm not sure. It doesn't make much sense. Not really certain no. about that one. <laughs> but Bumblebee, I think accommodating. Yeah. Friendly. Okay. Yeah. What do you know about that Green Goblin in a maximum overdrive? I'll tell you one thing about Green Goblin for sure. Uh huh. That thing's got several fat rails of cocaine on the dashboard. Oh, one hundred. Ready to go. Who? I mean, listen. If if you're a trucker who puts a huge Green Goblin on the front of your fucking truck, you have done a lot of cocaine up to that point. For some, certain. There is some sort of stimulant psychosis going on where you're like. When I'm driving down the road, I want people to see a goddamn big goblin just coming at them. <laughs> when I'm on the job, sure. When I'm on the job. <laughs> Makes sense to me. Doesn't it make sense to you? No. And honestly, it's cool. It's like, maybe, you know, I don't know if you've seen, I don't know what it's called, but in uh, a lot of Japanese trucks are made to be like outlandish with like gigantic horns on them and stuff. Really? And tons of lights and stuff. Can't remember what the name of it huh. is. I think that's cool. I wish our trucks, you know, because we got to see them all the time. They just look like fucking, oh, shit, what if that merges over onto me? <laughs> I, like, I want it to also have, like, disco balls or something. Yeah, trick it out. Least. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> so, 
that's I mean, listen, the Green Goblin thing is cool and all, but also the Green Goblin is insane. So if the truck is anything like Green Goblin and I've seen Maximum Overdrive, it seems to be I just don't want to get involved. Yeah. That thing yeah. seems like it's really interested in killing. Exactly. Yeah. And that's not what I'm down for. No, uh uh-uh. uh. No. I'm for making love, not making hate. Right? Not for getting killed by a truck. No, not for getting killed by no truck. That's not for me, man. So no, no, no Green Goblin truck. Get out of here. What do you think about a mystery machine? What's going on with that Uh, thing? Oh, well, yeah, no, I mean, that's, duh, right? I mean, you know that, listen, the mystery machine is itself a hippie. It's DTF. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's free loving. Yeah. It's freaky dick. It's probably so, yeah. got so much fucking weed resin inside of that thing. You, you get a contact get high just yeah, sitting in there. Just sitting in there. I just worry that you step into that thing and you're going to find yourself tangled up in just a whole mess of people and a dog. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That's the thing is you got to catch the mystery machine when she's not working. Yes. Yeah. So they're, they're off, you know, walking around separating for no reason. And you're inside the mystery machine, I guess, just rubbing your dick on the steering wheel, or it's got shag inside of that thing for sure. Oh right? yeah, okay. Well, you rub your dick on carpet. On that the shag carpet, that couldn't hurt. No, wouldn't be bad at all. <laughs> <laughs> carpet burn on your dick, maybe. I don't know. Carpet burn on your dick. Banging the mystery machine. <laughs> I just imagine you come home to Kit, and Kit's like, "What's that on your dick, Michael?" <laughs> um, I can explain. Were you with her again? <laughs> Kid's a jealous lover. Jealous, absolutely. I get it, man. Yeah. No. So yeah. The yeah. I'd fuck. The Depends mystery. on the situation Does with the mystery depend, machine. I guess, I, yeah. I'm not. I'm not into getting tangled up. No fucking big dog in that thing. Hey, you know, maybe me and Velma just check out the mystery machine. There's possibilities. Yeah. Are you gonna choose a monster truck, a real life <laughs> monster truck that you think seems right. the most bangable? Well, I mean, uh, you know. If you're Big a goody-goody, you'll say Bigfoot. Yeah, I was going to say Bigfoot. That's, I mean, that's... But listen, iconic. Iconic, exactly. It's like, what are you going to do, turn Bigfoot down? Bigfoot's like, roar, roar, and you're like, nah, like, nah. Okay, I'll put this to you this way, though. You know what's cooler than fucking Bigfoot? What's that? Turning down fucking Bigfoot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> It's that true. makes you pretty it's fucking true. cool. It's true. Like, imagine you're sitting on the couch with a buddy watching monster trucks, and you yeah. see Bigfoot, give him a nudge, you're like, yeah. I could have had that. You're hanging out one time with Truckosaurus in a bar. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I could have fucked Bigfoot. What? <laughs> yeah. You said no? Yeah, I said no. Yeah, just, you know what? Just wasn't into it. No. Just wasn't into it. That's well, pretty cool. That is really cool. What about you? Which monster truck you gonna fuck, Ben? Grave digger, duh. Grave digger, of course. Obviously, the fucking coolest one, the man. Coolest. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go on record and say, <laughs> Grave digger is the big titty goth girl of monster trucks. Absolutely. Oh fuck yes, <laughs> Grave digger is the big titty goth. Oh, 100%. right, hundred percent. I don't think anybody can argue that. <sighs> Put that on my tombstone. Hell yeah. I love my curvy truck. <laughs> oh my god, man! Okay, let's go. Let's go into the world of horror here. Let's talk about Bobby Zed, oh, yeah. Rob Zombie, uh-huh. and his Dragula. Yeah, and this is also another goth girl. She she's not big titty, but listen, she's spooky as fuck. Very so spooky. Uh huh. Yep, yep, yep. Lots of accoutrements and pipes yeah. and all kinds of stuff and on it, there. Yeah, and it's it's got an aesthetic I like. So, mm-hmm. hey, man. But the problem I'm worried about is. 
you know, am I going to get bitten by the Dragula and it become could happen. a Dragula myself? My biggest problem that I have with the Dragula mm. is the way that it treats witches. Oh, right. Burning through them? It burns through them. It well, also digs it? a lot of ditches, though. So if you need a ditch, Doug, that's cool. That could be handy. Yeah. I like, live in the city. I don't need that. That's a good point. The yeah. public works takes care of that. My tax dollars take care <laughs> right. of that, okay? <laughs> Let's address the witch burning, though. Yeah. What is this thing? A Protestant? Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't think about that with Dracula, especially because vampires always got some weird religious angle too. They do, yeah. Dracula's probably like weirdly religious. Burner. Like, like she's she's like no, I, I just I have the crosses as like a you know like ironic thing, and it's like well, I don't know. Do I think you, you're gonna become Catholic one day. You seem to love burning a witch. <laughs> you do it. You might want to be slammed in the back of, but we got some other things we need to talk about first, Dragula. I, I honestly, you know, I, I just need to know, before I can say for sure, does the Dragula call and make sure that there are no lines under the ground before it digs these ditches? That's a good question. You're going to knock out everybody's fucking power, asshole. Oh, my fucking internet's out. Damn it, it's the Dracula the again. The Dracula's around. <laughs> it never asks. Uh, of course I'll slam in the back of you, but <laughs> get the hell out of here. <laughs> it's some problems, man. Of course, that's inspired by the Monster Mobile. Yeah, the Monster Mobile, which... Now, that that's another one where it's Chitty Chitty Bang Bang style. I get the is the same sort of thing, but... It just feels old. It feels like like Grandpa Munster had it up to the... When was that show? The early 60s? I think so, yeah. So he had had it that long, and it's now been around since then. Like It's just like, well, that's like a 100-year-old car. I feel like I... An antique, know, huh? Yeah. I, you know what? I was going to say I feel like I'd be worried I'd break something, but a lot of those were built real tough. So built solid, man. Hey, maybe that... Uh, I don't know. Maybe that Munster's mobile can get it. Maybe maybe you just you know fuck around and find out. <laughs> if you're a monsters mobile, call me. Maybe we'll most find out. fuckable Batmobile. Hit it. We've had several. Okay, yeah, yeah, we have had several. Um, I mean, I think the the Tim Burton one is obviously a dick, right? Like, I go was back. That's and, the hottest one. It's so curvy and it sleek. It is curvy. It, it, it's also it's also meant to be sexual. I feel like it looks right. like a dick to me. It is a bit penile. Yeah. So I mean, but again, all of the others, what do you got? The '60s one that was really cool, actually, because got those like the two bubble thing. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Mm, I actually, I'm gonna go with the '60s Adam West one. style. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Adam West one. I feel like you know maybe it's maybe it's a, a groovy type of car. Could be. Uh, we yeah. do some LSD. Explore each other's bodies. Biff, whammo, fuck. <laughs> exactly. Come-o. 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 Thwack, 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 come-o. <laughs> fap, fap. I don't know. Maybe it's like that. Maybe it is. It could be fun and funny. Absolutely. Everyone who thinks of having sex with the Batmobile thinks that'd be funny. Be fun and funny. Yeah. The one in The Batman... Pretty uh-huh. hot. Too. I haven't. I haven't. Uh, I haven't looked at anything about the Batman because I want to see the movie. God, you see so I haven't man. seen. I haven't seen that one yet. I was thinking of the Christian Bale one, and it's like that's the least fuckable. I think. Right. Not that it's a bad because it is like probably the most practical, but the least fuckable. It's definitely the safest sex you'd have. That thing For is very, sure. yeah. very, very uh, uh-huh. durable mm-hmm. and ensuring the safety of its user. 
you know? Yes. It's probably the least likely to give you any diseases or nothing. Oh, yeah. No, you, I think you'd be very safe with the Christian Bale Batman Batmobile for sex. But you couldn't feel a thing. You're like, there's so no. much armor around me, I can't feel anything. Yeah. Nah, it wouldn't be fun for anybody. No, not really. No. Yeah, I'm not into it. No. No. All right. We've all right. made our choices. <laughs> Most fuckable car of all time. The car from The Wraith, obviously. Oh, yeah. No. Obviously. Yeah. One, much like Christine, it's going to protect you. Yep. Going to protect you. Two, just look sexy, man. Look sleek. I was kind of thinking the way that, you know, in the movie, after the car, like, you know, like crashes through a bunch of stuff and blows shit up. Yeah. It'll leave like that, like leg brace or whatever behind. Uh Uh-huh. I think after it like crashes into you, then there's just like, like a, like a used rubber laying (laughs) in the wreckage, you know? Or maybe some lingerie. Maybe it just lays rubber to indicate maybe that. it. Yeah. yeah. Could be just that. Like, Hot car. It is. Yeah. No, I mean, Obviously. no doubt. 100%. Everyone would fuck the Wraith car. Duh. It is Duh. known. Yeah. I want to know in as uh, a non-Facebook bannable reportable language as you can muster, please don't fuck this up, <laughs> listeners. About what you think the hottest uh, cars are. We're still getting UFAs. We're, We're getting, getting UFAs, UFAs. yeah. <laughs> Our unconventionally fuckable aliens. Yes. St- they're still creeping into the Facebook group. Yeah. So let us know about what uh, what cars you guys think are the most uh, banging, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But listen, don't get yourself kicked out. Don't don't be weird. Yeah, don't be, don't be, don't be too weird. weird, please. I mean... I mean, be weird. I realize what we just did, and then we're telling you don't be weird. Like, that's a little bit of a double standard. Yeah, no, okay. But what we did was cool and awesome. So Yeah, so. And everybody's going to love it. Yeah. (laughs) So there. Do it. Join the Facebook group. It's a good thing to do. Uh, Also, hey, while I got you, rate review on iTunes and Spotify helps us out a lot. Spotify reviews have been popping up a lot. It's really convenient down there because you don't really have to work very hard to do it. Yeah. Just like rate, rate it with yeah. stars, and that's pretty much yeah. it. Uh, definitely do that on the iTunes and stuff. Or not iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever it's yeah. fucking called. You know damn well what I mean. You know what he means. You know what I mean. Be sure to do that. It helps us out a ton. All right, Steve. The subject of today's uh-huh. episode is one Christine. It's Christine, a Stephen King, and a John Carpenter. They did it. They did it. In a 1983. And this is one of those ones, kind of like Leprechaun and a couple others that we've done here recently, where I've just been putting these off for years because I'm like, well, we'll do it on the show. I'll just watch it then. Yeah. This is my first time watch on a Christine, man. Okay. Well, uh, as you said earlier, it's a good movie. It's fucking cool. It's a good movie. Um, Different than I was expecting in several ways. Yeah. We'll we'll have to address some some moments. I I mean, obviously... The main thing being, it's not super carpentry. Um, it doesn't reek of carpenter. Like a yeah. lot of his other flicks, like you can watch, you know, any ten second clip and be like, "Oh, this is a John yeah, Carpenter, it's a carpenter movie. movie." Yeah. This movie, when it's doing carpentry things, it's very obvious. It's, yes. But they are few and in between. Yeah. So this basically the story behind this is he he was. Already attached to the Stephen King Firestarter um, the adaptation. And he was also attached to an adaptation of a, a 1980 book called The Ninja. And both of those fell through. And uh, The Thing had just kind of bombed 
uh, financially and critically. Which is such a fucking surreal sentence yeah, to say. Yeah, when we look back on it. Cause it still makes no sense to me. It's still one of the best horror movies ever made. Ever. Yeah. Uh, so he was in a position where uh, he still... I mean, even though Halloween was very successful, he's still early in his career, and he basically took this as a job. It was just like he, he said, like he wasn't like overly uh, attached to it. Uh, he didn't particularly find the, the book scary or anything, but he needed a job. So you can kind of see why maybe he didn't put as much carpenter in it as as he had previously done because he had just you know, went full carpenter with the thing. And then people were like, this is bad. Too much carpenter. They said, right, yeah. So he, he's definitely pulling back here. You're also talking about a movie that's being adapted from a book that hasn't even been released when they started producing the movie. I didn't know that about this movie until I was reading some trivia and stuff on this. Cause that's yeah. usually the sign of something coming out. That's going to be really bad. Like yeah. that Hannibal rising or whatever. Yeah. Where they're just like rushing it out to try to like maybe get good word of mouth from the, the book and movie at the yeah. same time to just keep a, a wave going. But yeah, it, the, that, um, that normally doesn't succeed in this case. Uh, both Christine, the, the book and the movie did fine. The, the movie didn't do ex- exceptionally well. $10 million budget, $21, $21 million box office. So it probably made a little bit of money. Okay, yeah. Which is fine. And, and you know, definitely Carpenter goes on and makes They Live and all his other, like, super Carpenter stuff. Shit, so, yeah. like, I think this is kind of like a him getting his confidence back type of thing where people liked this movie. They thought it was a good apta- adaptation. In fact, like, there's not a ton of major changes from the book. Uh, and and it did fine financially. So he he didn't put all of himself into it, and it's not super carpentry. But it it just kind of proves that John Carpenter is a good commercial director in general. Yeah, like he's just he a good can, fucking director. Yeah, right. he can just sit down with something and not even really be invested in it and make it good. Yeah, still turn out great yeah. for sure. Um, I've never read the book, but I'm kind of interested to now. Yeah, it's it's 530 pages. Okay, so, yeah. um, th- I mean, this is a this is an almost two hour movie, but I think you know there, there's, I think I read there were something like 20 cut scenes, so it probably oh. would have been a good bit longer with all the scenes, and probably would have been even more faithful to the book. But basically, what they did here was something that people weren't doing well in the early 80s, uh, other than you know Kubrick with. Uh, the Shining, but that's adapting Stephen King and keeping it at a, a normal movie length. Because, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It and, uh, or Salem's Lot came out before this, 79, and that's like, that was a three hour miniseries. And then we had like It and, and so many of the other like three hour movies. And then you got other movies like Pet Cemetery, which we've talked about before, is like people like it. It's got really good, shocking moments, but as an adaptation of the book, it's like it's trying to cram so much stuff in that doesn't like fit the tone and no. like so like early 80s adaptations of, of of king weren't necessarily great and of course he did his own adaptation in, in 86 of uh maximum overdrive which is <laughs> fucking horrendous so like if you look back at uh king adaptations it, it's the shining and christine that were the most like successful good, and, yeah. and actually good movies. like carrie yeah yeah. And this one is 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 one that's actually more faithful to the book whereas The Shining, you know, did its own thing. Yeah, deviated a lot. Yeah. This has one like one major change, but all the other changes I think are 
kind of minor, not big deal. The the major changes is that in the book, the previous owner is the one like possessing Christine. Yeah, yeah. It's like his his ill will and evil spirit. Yes. Yeah, and in this, it's just a car that decided to be bad, and I think that's I think that's super Fine. cool. I think it's a cool idea. Just the car's like, I'm gonna be bad. <laughs> I'm gonna, you know what? If anybody touches me, I'm gonna fucking kill them. And then they're gonna sell me, and I'm gonna fall in love with that guy. Well, I'll tell you what I like about that though. Where you know, rather than it being this, you know, spirit of this wicked person inhabiting a car, yes. this is just an inanimate object that is just bad because it's bad. Yeah, I like that because it makes it so much more easy to see that. This, you know, tricked out, cherry red, shiny chrome fucking car is just such a symbol of, like, teenage rebellion. Right. You know, it's a symbol of rock and roll and sex and fun and Mm -hmm. all the stuff that you do to piss your parents off when you're a teenager. I think it makes it a lot more relatable where if it was a a, a Chucky scenario where it's a serial killer spirit in this car... It just makes it the bad guy. Yeah. I think by having it not be a bad guy, mm-hmm. it makes it more of a symbol. Yeah. And, and that works just fine for me. It's our second movie in a row, uh, third movie in a row, where the killer of, of the movie is a woman. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Because we did Species and then Innkeepers with Madeline O'Malley and Look now, at that. Now Christine. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I think that's, that's a cool little angle to it that, like, it. There, there, there's like a mystery to what Christine is yeah. in the in the movie, and and it never explains it, uh-uh. and that that makes it more like a force of nature. Like it, a lot of times, to me, it feels like Jaws almost. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's an animal. It, it acts in a particular way. Like it's almost it, it's it's almost dog like in its loyalty to its owner, um, and, and will then just like protect that owner at all costs. Yeah. So that that's like. I think that's a cooler element than what, yeah, like you were saying, like if you if it's just a possessed automobile, then that's just a bad person that used to live, and there's you know some weird supernatural you know hoodoo that that made this happen. That's like, what I was kind of expecting out of this, like yeah. not knowing anything about this movie going into it, other than it's a killer car movie. Right. I was expecting this to be a, you know, again, child's play scenario. Where, especially even based on the taglines, where it's like, oh, whatever, uh, engine by Plymouth, soul right. by Satan, or right. whatever. Like, uh-huh. Those are taglines for the movie. I was like, uh-huh. okay, so there's going to be like an occult angle here. No, not really. No, it's just bad. It, it just, just come is. off the assembly line, bad to the bone. Exactly. George yes. Thorogood style. Yeah, I, and of course, that that is a moment where this immediately becomes not carpentry. It doesn't start with synth. It starts with the True. sound of an engine idling. And then Which the first cool. song that plays is Bad to the Bone. Life Both of music. those things are super cool. Not Carpenter, right. but they're super cool. Why like, is it that you can put Bad to the Bone in a 50s scene and it doesn't seem out of place? Even right. though that song came out in like the 80s? Yeah. <laughs> also, let me ask you this, if you Let's noticed hear. this. Because um, I'm wondering if this is an issue with just the transfer that we were watching. Because it's streaming on Netflix right now. And I don't know if this is restored from like a film print. I don't know. It looked bad in several scenes. Not that. Oh. It was that the soundtrack was warped. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the transfer was up with the transfer. There were several times I like would X out of the full screen because I was like, is it lagging or something? Like just I was a like few, fine. A few of the 
dark scenes okay. were a little bit like... Ours looked really, really okay. good. So yeah, it, must, it probably was just my internet. But, but yeah, like, that's weird. I thought whenever we started the movie, I guess it was last night, um, it was playing some soundtrack stuff at the first of the movie, and it was playing Bad to the Bone, mm. and I was noticing that it was going like a quarter step sharp, a quarter step flat, hmm. like almost like... Do you remember? Have you ever played on like an old record that's yeah, like kind of warped? warped. Yeah, uh-huh. and it'll like about. slightly accelerate and go higher, slightly decelerate and yeah. go lower. It gives you that like seasick kind of sound. Okay, I wonder if that was intentional. I don't know because the thing about it is, is it happened with Bad to the Bone, and then the next thing is, fuck, it's some other like old school song, and then it goes like a modern version of that same song. Yes, yeah, uh-huh. it was doing the warped thing as well. Okay. So, so I don't know. Uh, like I, I wonder if it was intentional or if this is just the result of a bad transfer. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's on Netflix and they're just fucking up left and right. So maybe could it be. Just, yeah, maybe it's just Netflix's fuck up. I don't know. Yeah, Next I didn't notice it, it though. but I also don't have a, a very musical ear. So uh, Kate didn't notice. She was oh, like, okay. "Why are you rewinding this again?" Yeah. I was like, "Do you not hear that?" Okay, so that may have been intentional because like, I don't know. It's interesting to me because those things aren't uh, very carpenter choices, but yeah, if there was a little bit of like warping to the music, that would seem like a carpenter thing to do. To just it was like, so add a mild bit, though. Right? I mean, it was just barely noticeable at all. Okay, it's bugging me, man. And also, when it cuts to that modern version of the song, by the way, it's on the streets of Pasadena. Around the same neighborhood where Halloween was, filmed. I love it, dude. Yeah. I, I first really noticed that whenever you have that, um, what's his name? Is it Dennis? Uh-huh. And he pulls his charger up into the driveway, yeah. and I'm like, God damn it! This looks like the, the neighborhood yeah. from Halloween. It mm-hmm. made me like really just happy and nostalgic yeah, just to too. see it in another movie. Yeah, I, I think like yeah, the the little bits of like Carpenter that come in very specifically. I think one of the best scenes when Christina's on fire chasing down she's on fire (laughs) she she killed three bullies so now she's on fire on fire at that point just dunking on him man (laughs) dunking dude that scene is so good sick as fuck man everything about it was just awesome it was terrifying yeah absolutely terrifying when when it like rams into his car it's like oh fuck and then like backs up and it's just like kind of grabbing onto it yeah, like, like yeah. fucking pulling it's like so visceral and then hits and like it just like wipes out one of the bullies completely yeah. just wipes him out and it is just like oh that was brutal oh now everything's on fire no fucking cars on fire chasing a guy can you <laughs> it's, imagine it's how so scary cool. it would be to be being chased by a car that is on fire i can't no <laughs> Holy shit. Jesus. I don't know how they did that. That car was... It was on fire. All the way yeah, on fire. Yeah, the, the, all the way. The stuntman inside was in, like, fireproof suit and stuff. Uh, but how that, do you protect, like, the gas tank and shit? That seems like that is going yeah. to explode, right? Yeah. I w- how'd they put it out? Yeah, I, I, did, I didn't read exactly how they did it. I would imagine it was some sort of gel on the outside of the car that would burn off. And that's why they shot it in slow motion, because it was probably... It probably burned off pretty quick. Man. Yeah. But it looked so it looks cool. Awesome. Yeah. Dude, that scene where it's like chasing him down the road, mm-hmm. it totally gave me vibes of like the Radiohead, like Karma Police video. Uh-huh. Okay. It so looked like that. It yeah. was so cool, man. And I love it too when it runs him over that then his corpse is on fire. Yeah. Fucking what? sick, man. <laughs> it just caught him on fire somehow. Yeah. It's interesting too, you know, that these bullies that Christine takes out, they're kind of the 
side bad guys. This movie's covered in bad guys. The bullies are bad guys. Yeah. The car is a bad guy. Uh-huh. Artie's Arnie, a bad guy. Yeah. yeah like, Arnie's a bad guy. Uh, the the brother of the guy who used to own the car seems guy. like kind of a bad guy. Like, yeah, everybody's... A lot of baddies. We do have... We have our goodies that are just pure good. I mean, uh, well, not pure good. I guess Dennis... Dennis's conversations about young ladies, I would say, would uh, make make a a, 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 a priest blush, <laughs> perhaps. Yes, blush, perhaps. A bit. Yeah, I not necessarily all good intentions. Not necessarily, though. I think from his actions, it appears Dennis is just a genuinely good guy. Um, he's for some reason not interested in Kelly Preston at all, even though she's just like, Pass. "Hey, I'm a pretty lady." He's like. No, I like new girl because she dresses like my mommy. The body of a slut. That oh, one guy says. What does that? Mean? What does that mean? I mean, what? slut body. Yeah, I'm it, gonna Google it. it. It really does come down to the way that. I mean, this is just. I think again, good writing. It's not King's not condoning this type of thing. He's showing that this is how some men are, but the way that some men will project uh, uh, promiscuous promiscuity onto women they want to fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that they can I imagine. have a chance. Right, exactly, right. yeah. I love that after that guy says that line, it's like, then she shows up on the scene wearing, like, below knee-length shorts and... Right. Doesn't like somebody's mom. Yeah, just <laughs> exactly like somebody's mom. Hey, and it's just like... you know what they say about moms, though? They they do like to fuck. You know what they like to do? At, at least once. At if least If they have once. a child. Yeah. <laughs> they have enjoyed sex. Well... Uh, maybe not. Uh. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no. I I think I think like it is it is King writing teenagers, um, which is a lot of times not great. But I think in this kind of captures some of that teenage like toxicity of the eighties and how mad horny everybody is and how yeah and how horny everybody, yeah. <laughs> I it will really, say though, like especially for Stephen King, uh-huh. especially for the eighties. Especially for a horror movie, yeah, I think that does a pretty good job of sidestepping some stereotypes. Yes, it does. Like Dennis, the like jock guy mm-hmm. in any other '80s horror movie, that guy would be a dick and trying to steal everybody's girlfriend. Yeah. And yeah, he's just a nice guy. Yeah, he's just he he's, he's friends with the guy that gets called a nerd. Who, um, as far as I understand it, nerds not generally good at like car upkeep wasn't that kind of part of the nerd like being a nerd meant you knew nothing about cars or sports it seems that way But he hangs out with athletes and can fix a car he sure can also he doesn't even need the glasses he doesn't seem to need the glasses he just (laughs) takes them off at one point and then stands up straight and starts dressing better he had those clothes the whole time why didn't you just dress better maybe he should have done that also, what's with the long-standing stereotype of nerds and dairy? Let's talk about this. Urkel and his cheese. Yeah. Arnie and his yogurt. I, I don't get it. Like, cause dairy. We all like big milk? cheese, right? Like, why? Seems that way. How's that nerdy? But whoever was trying to fight big milk out right. there was mm-hmm. really trying to put a smackdown on the dairy industry. You know who likes milk? Nerds. Fucking nerds. <laughs> what are you eating that yogurt for, nerd? Trying to improve your gut health and your your biome? How dare you! What a dweeb! <laughs> uh. Yeah, it, it does have like it, it. It feels very 
eighties ish, though it's supposed to be set in seventy eight. But it's got that it's got a very kind of eighties high school feel. But you were saying it also at times feels very fifties ish. I mean the I know. I had a hard time like staying focused on this thinking like, okay, this is happening the same year that Halloween came out. Right. Because Obviously, a lot of the soundtrack is dominated by like fifties rock and roll and doo wop. Mm-hmm. We got this fifties car. Uh, Arnie's dressing like a greaser. Yeah, the bullies also dress like greasers. Yeah. like they look yeah. like they could be in Greece. Yes, especially because that one guy just looks like John Travolta anyway. He does. He's like the the. <laughs> he's like uh, John Travolta's Waluigi. Is what he looks like. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. But there's just so much stuff in here. I'm like, yeah, this could be in the 50s. Yeah, it could. I keep reminding myself. It's like, this is in the 70s and the 80s. <laughs> it is the 70s right. and the 80s feeling 50s. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I, the the feel, I think, is like... I think it's kind of intentional because as we, uh, you know... We know that the 80s had this 50s revival to it. Yes. And that was... Again, Greece, yeah. Yeah, uh, Greece, you know, part of it. Uh, Stems from American graffiti and Happy Days being popular. This even... I mean, Artie's last... Art... Art... Is it Arnie? It's Arnie, Arnie, yeah. Arnie, yeah. Arnie's last name is Cunningham, like Richie Cunningham. Richie Cunningham. Cuntingham, they call him a million times. I mean, yeah, this is interesting because, like... It's it's one of those um, King projects that you can look at and be like, oh, there's nothing original about this. Like, mm. like Killer Car Things. I, I actually have a timeline of Killer Car Things okay. here. That in 1944, there was a short story uh, titled Killdozer. Killdozer. Well, it's Killdozer! Exclamation point. So I should have shouted that. But Killdozer. Yeah, exactly. Cool. I'm here for that. <laughs> Uh, in 53, Asimov wrote a, a thing called Sally. Uh, Twilight Zone had an episode called You Drive in 64. Stephen King himself wrote a thing called Trucks that would become Maximum Overdrive in 74. He'd already written Killer Cars. <laughs> <laughs> like, the cocaine made him forget he'd done this yeah, already. Yeah, he was like, you know what's a good idea? Killer Cars! And they were like, you already did that. And he was like, I'll direct that then! <laughs> And then after that, you know what's a cool idea? A car that's a killer. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Killdozer was a movie as well in 74. The Car, which is something I watched last year that was on Netflix. It's not there anymore. Uh, weird, weird movie. Uh, it came out in 77. We also had then, you know, Finally Christine hits. And uh, that same year... Uh, a thing called Nightmares, which was supposed to be a pilot episode of a Twilight Zone-esque show for okay. NBC. They had a, a, a thing called The Benediction, which was about a possessed truck. Like All these things leading up to the 1983 release of, of Christine. And this still somehow is the only one people really remember. Yeah, when you think about a killer car movie, you're like, oh, Christine. Right. Yeah. So, like, all the all those things kind of were there, and King wasn't doing something ultra unique, but he was doing what he kind of does well, which is create a very hostile teenage environment. Oh, yeah. Well, and it works so well that he partnered with Carpenter, considering they both have that love of that 1950s yeah. rock and roll kind of aesthetic. Exactly. So, like... It, it, this is kind of a good confluence of like, and not necessarily like groundbreaking idea or whatever, 
But just a good director who understands how to make anything scary. Yeah. Like a car. <laughs> like Because a car shouldn't necessarily be scary. Even like... Even in any of those other ones, like the the concept is always just like it's this thing getting revenge for like some wrong in the past or whatever, where it's been possessed by aliens. In this case, like it is just a car. Like this it's a movie jealous girlfriend is just of a, car. a jealous yeah. girlfriend of a car, and that's very interesting. Yeah. And cool. Yeah. And I love the way they portray and really make the car seem more animate. I mean, the way yeah. it can essentially communicate through. The radio by yeah. playing certain songs, all these like fifties doo wop songs. Yeah, I it kind of has like an MP three of fifties doo wop in its brain. <laughs> yeah, like, unless there was just like always some nineteen fifties radio right. station playing exactly the right song and it just tuned yeah. into it. But it, it it like it has ways of manipulating its lights and making them brighter and stuff and like oh uh, man, self healing, dude. Like, yes, those effects, man. Whenever. Um, what's her name is like choking on that burger in the Lee, car. Uh, Lee is choking mm-hmm. on the on the burger in the car, and like the interior lights just get like blinding that is bright. So cool. That's so fucking cool. And man. it's also like Carpenter doing something real interesting there too, because like you know, uh, so much of Halloween was his use of like darkness, of like shadow and True, stuff. Yeah. And to have a kill like this, where it's like the brightest possible light. And it's just and, growing in intensity. Yeah, and that's scarier somehow. Where it's just like, why? Why bright light is scaring the shit out of me right yeah, now? Yeah, dude, I love that. And yeah, you're right. The the healing effects that the car has, where mm-hmm. it just repairs itself in the garage, looks so fucking badass. Yeah, there's listen, not a flaw in those effects, no. man. Like I was watching it, and I was like, God damn, this looks yeah so good. And again, it's Carpenter, so it's just cheap smart resourceful yeah. stuff yeah they made the front end of the car uh out of out of uh plastic out of the the type of plastic that they they often use for cars that can just suction out dents and then they they created vacuums inside and just crushed it inward and then you, they show it in reverse so it looks like the dents are unpopping out, out. Yeah, yeah. yeah 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 and fucking looks amazing I, like i read that the uh, you know last year Blumhouse announced they're doing a, a Christine remake, and really? I immediately was like, "Oh fuck!" Well, that scene would suck. Yeah, it's going to be CGI. It's going to look, look like shit. It's going to be a CGI car on fire. It's going to be everything's going to be CGI. But then I saw Brian Fuller is is directing it, and mm. he's great. So okay. maybe it'll be good. Maybe there's hope. I mean, I don't really think this needs to be. No, it doesn't made. need to happen. Like it doesn't need to happen. It's not even like a movie that did extremely well. It just did fine. Yeah. Like who's out there with like the, the on the picket lines with their signs that are like remake Christine, <laughs> remake Christine. Like, Carpenter fucked it up. <laughs> yeah. Who's saying that? I'm mad as hell about Christine. There's missed potential here. Yeah. There's not. Yeah. There's really I don't not. Know. But also, again, as I said, Brian Fuller being attached makes me go, okay, I mean, the guy who made Hannibal and Pushing Daisies and all sorts of other great stuff is like, I imagine he's got an angle. He's probably got a reason why he wants to do this. But again, if they were doing this today and they were doing CG whenever that bulldozer is just like crushing the fuck out of Christine, it would look horrible. You can watch this and see the weight. Yeah. Of that bulldozer just rolling that thing over. It's they, brutal and it's awesome, man. They bought 23 or 24 of, of the 1958 Plymouth Fury car. I think I read it had like 5,800 production run. Wow. 
So they they bought twenty three or twenty four. It's a fair 50, percentage of them. Yeah, t- uh, twenty years, twenty two years later. Uh, well, I guess twenty five years later. Um, and uh, out of that, they were able to create seventeen cars. They were able to like you know patchwork Part together now, yeah. seventeen different cars for the different scenes. So like when I think about a studio doing that today, it just seems like very unlikely they'd go to the trouble. And then hire, like, yeah, mechanics to piece them together yeah, and so yeah, forth. Yeah, when they could just hand it off to a computer. Um, but they should. They should do it. Now, people who are fans of this car were not happy about how many Plymouth Furies well, they, they did destroyed. destroy them. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so there is that. It's like, oh, cool. So you took this antique car, bought yeah. up a lot of the ones that are left, and destroyed them. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, also, apparently, the Plymouth Fury used like a positronic uh, transmission system yep. that was a button system. Oh, right. Uh, and uh, also, it, it sucks. <laughs> I was so gonna say, fu- I'm sure there's a reason that's not on cars anymore. Right. Yeah. So it fucked up a lot. Yeah. <laughs> wow, man. <laughs> but yeah, they 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 have you know uh, uh, the one that just looks perfect and pristine that they obviously use for most of the scenes, but they made. All sorts of different versions of Christine, cool. and it just looks great each time because it's a real car that yeah, they've yeah. really done this to. Yeah, and the running it over with the fucking so metal is so cool. It's awesome, and I love too how like there's things that happen with the car that again make it seem more animate, that make it seem more alive. Yeah, even though if you step back, you're like that doesn't make sense. Where like let's say like the the glass in the car by daytime is not tinted. But right, at nighttime, but at night it is. Yeah, like yeah. at night, whenever it's out stalking, yeah. the windows are blacked out, and it also adds this mystery element in there where you're like, is, is it the driving? car or yeah. is he driving uh-huh. it? I love that. I do too. It's cool because you, you don't know for sure uh, if he's driving it in the the major scenes where the bullies are getting killed. Yeah. Like, you don't know for sure. You know he's in it at the end because we see him and then he flies out of it when when it crashes into the that wall uh but it, all the other times is is it the car by itself doing this i mean i would say it has to be at least some of the times yeah. because if he was in that thing when it's on fire exactly he'd been yeah. fucking dead and, and he did have like an actual like excuse though the movie does a good job of not showing us the excuse oh. so that there's still the like Maybe, he maybe he's lying. Yeah, maybe he was in there somehow, and the car just protected him from the flames, which is something you could believe from a self-healing car. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, yeah. if you're gonna put it out there, like, oh, yeah, the car can fix itself, then yeah, maybe it could do that. Yeah, maybe it could. So there, yeah, it, it has a fun sort of like mystery to it. I believe it is the car. I believe the car is doing all that while also like warping his mind and yeah. turning him into this completely different person. Well, that's kind of the thing about this that I think is cool and apparently as you said was a pretty big change from the book where the old man Marley from Home Alone, right? It was his brother who had the car whose wicked spirit inhabits Christine. Right. I guess in the book um Arnie was supposed to start becoming more like the original owner. Right. In the movie here, they kind of combined both brothers into one character kind of yeah where even, even though like he mentions his brother yeah he's the one doing the stuff that the brother does in the book because the brother's still alive in the book he sells the the car right yeah yeah but in this old man marley is the guy that has a back brace yeah and 
starts using well arnie starts using a lot of his words and dialogue and starts talking like him he does all that shitter talk shitter okay how many, how many spms shitters per minute are in this movie shitters listen this movie takes an avant-garde approach to cussing <laughs> where it introduces new ways of cussing we hadn't considered before where uh, and, and I, I really loved this um he said we'll show those shitters what we can do and i wrote down here watch out toilets that's you know what that's what a shitter is also what you what i can do what like when if you call a person a shitter what does that mean we all are we all shit <laughs> every single person shits it's not even an insult you damn breather <laughs> exactly huh? what the fuck is it supposed to be but it's so stephen king it is it is yes. so stephen it is king. so fucking stephen king yes <laughs> Yeah, just to have that one random weird thing that like everybody says. Yeah, and it's what's just that like, shit in in it where he's like something uh, about me, crow? Me. Oh, oh, right. Holy I crow! Can't I can't remember what it yeah. is that they say, uh, but like everybody says it. And you're like, I've never heard anybody fucking say that. Yeah, scene. nobody. Literally, nobody's ever said it. Uh, also, the way the bully cusses, um, just throwing fucks in, just angry <laughs> fuck. 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 <laughs> I love that when he's like really going after the mechanic. Uh, well, it's not. It's like the mechanic teacher guy. Right. Yeah. He's like, "I'll fucking kill you, old man." Fuck. <laughs> so they did that because the movie was gonna get a PG rating from the way they had mapped it out. Wow. They just didn't have any. Well, there's really no gore. gore yeah, there, there was no gore planned or anything because all the the kind of effects budget was going into the car stuff. Uh, they laid out on the boob budget. I mean, you can tell it when you see Arnie at the end. He's supposed to have glass in his face, and it just looks like it. Seriously, just looks like hot glue that they like laid out on wax paper and then glued to his face. Pretty much, yeah. Doesn't look anything like glass. About whenever he pulls that glass shard out of his stomach, that's like some of the only blood in the whole yeah, movie. Actually, that's it. yeah, we. It's really we, not gory. Uh, we see the uh, Mr. Darnell. He gets crushed. And we kind of hear the crushing, but again, no blood. No, you don't see it. Yeah. Same as one of the other bullies. Yeah. I, I love that scene, though, where he's like, he's backed into that little alley. Oh, yeah, and it just like fucking scrapes its way in to awesome. get him. Like, awesome. Just fucking vindictive. That, that's yeah. like so good because it like adds so much character to the car without the car like having to be able to say anything or whatever. Like the car is just like. I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah. I don't care. I'll destroy what myself to do yeah. it. It's cool too because he's in that little alley and the car is kind of sitting there for a little while. Mm-hmm. Then it makes the decision, just like, yeah, yeah fuck it, it makes it seem more sentient. Where it's kind of yeah. weighing, like, is it worth it or not? Yeah, yeah I fucking it kill is. this I'm guy. Fucking kill this guy. I'm gonna yeah. fucking kill this guy. <laughs> so cool, man. Yeah, I, I think like. Uh, so obviously, yeah, going in, they were like, okay, well, we're not gonna have a whole lot of gore. We, but we need it to be R-rated because this it, the other option in 83 is PG. And a PG horror movie is just not going to sell. No. Um, so they, they added in a lot of cussing. Uh, you know, uh, I, think, I think the word pussy is said uh, uh, quite a bit. And a lot um, of dicks get grabbed. And a, a couple of dick grabs. A couple of yeah, dick grabs. One, one, one is a, a, a nice dick grab and the other... Is a Tammy and the T Rex style dick grab. The old pinch and twist. The old, the old. I hate this guy so much. I'm gonna squeeze his dick. <laughs> what? Huh? 
Not a move I've I usually go for. I've literally never seen that no, in, in real life. I'm not going to say it wouldn't work. Oh, it would work for sure. It would work very I, well. I mean, I did. Okay. I say I've never seen that. I've never seen that in a fight. I know that like wrestlers, like high school and collegiate wrestlers, if they can get away with it, they'll squeeze your fucking dick. Whoa. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Woo. So careful if you're going to get into high school wrestling. Watch that dick. Also, don't do that. You're adults. Maybe that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so they had to fuck it up and they had to dick grab it up just to make this a little spicier. Yeah. Yeah. They just threw in a little bit of spice. But I, I like, even then, I still don't. It's not really an R. Like, this would be a PG 13 today, I think. I would, think so. Yeah. yeah. There are quite a few F bombs in there, mm. but it still doesn't really feel R. But also, does it seem like it they're missing out it. on it? Yeah. Anything. I was going to say, it doesn't really need it. Like, it's fine. The, 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 re- the fact that they put all the money into the car looking great and making sure that that like the regeneration scenes and stuff look oh, yeah. awesome that's that's well, what I'd prefer and two man just in general I think this movie looks goddamn gorgeous yeah it does it's shot so well it looks yeah. so fucking good mm-hmm. man I'm like I I don't know why I don't hear this movie talked about more just in terms of how good it is aesthetically yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, people do love this movie, but uh, it, it doesn't get brought up a ton when you're talking about King um, adaptations, because there know, are right? some of the bigger ones. You know, The Shining is obviously one of the bigger ones. The more, it, yeah. it, it's been done three times, so like, and they're making even like a prequel series now. For like, real? Yeah, it, it's huge. But yeah, this is not one of the big ones, but it, I think looking back on it like as i said before i think this and the shining are the two best king adaptations for real get in the 80s for real man well and also too unlike a lot of those king adaptations that we've seen this one has like an ending that actually kind of sticks the dismount yep and just kind of lands it just like oh okay and it also has a little bit of a a, like a a sting there at the end like could be a sequel yeah and i i mean there could have been there could have been a sequel to this movie that would be something we'd probably watch on a Friday night, but would have been fun, I bet. I think they make a sequel where it turns out that Christine's parts got recycled and turned into a vape. <laughs> and somebody's vaping Christine all the time. Yeah, and she's loving it. And it's called Vape Steen. Vape Steen. Vape Steen. Fuck. Is there an evil vape movie? Because we do an have an evil vape. bong. Evil bong. Yeah, yeah, it's true. There needs to be an evil vape thing. movie. But the thing is with a, a vape, like... Well, actually, yeah, now that I think the, the, the vape has so many weapons. It's got a battery in there. It can shock you to death. It could do that. Yeah. Overheat you, even. It could overheat you. It could, you know... Th- that could work for 15 minutes of a movie. So sure. So let's turn it into a full-length movie. <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> I, w- I made a note in my notes here where I'm like, I wish that more 80s throwback movies looked like this. Yeah. It follows definitely takes a lot from this aesthetic in Halloween, Uh obviously. Mm -hmm. But, dude, honestly, this might be Carpenter's best-looking movie in terms of just pure aesthetic, man. It's fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I guess I'd put this and and Halloween probably up at the top as far as, like, aesthetic. Because, like... Yeah, they they live or something like uh, in the Mouth of Madness or whatever. Those are all like super bright and stuff, and and they'll have their real good like nice looking scenes. But mostly it's yeah, it's not aiming for what a lot of this is, which is 
great night shots, which is something yeah. Carpenter's just awesome at. Is, but Super just dark these, blacks, great lens flare oh, on stuff. Man, it looks awesome. And even yeah. some really creative stuff towards the end there where I think it's maybe a shot of Arnie in the car and like he's lit with uh-huh. this like blue light yeah there's all this red light he's behind got, like, him circle, dark circles yeah, around his dude, eyes and stuff it yeah it looks so fucking yeah. rad mm-hmm. yeah extremely cool dude yeah and i love too how even like the headlights of the car are very punctuated with like john carpenter noises a lot uh-huh. of times it sounds yes. like halloween 3 sound effect it does kinda, just these yeah. like synthesizer so they kind of stabs for the scenes where like the the car is like bright lighting uh buddy and and the other guy in the car they use like these super bright like airplane lights oh on, on runways uh and yeah like the the interior car lights and stuff like just these super fucking bright lights which that you know your car would never have or even have the capability of creating in 83 but while watching it when he, the car was bright lighting him i was like it took me a second because i was like that's every led car now yeah, fucking xenon headlights. They're shit. all that fucking. They're bright all now. Like so that. it took me a second to realize, like, oh, those are bright lights. <laughs> <laughs> They're, it's unusually bright. Yeah. Right, 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 right. They're, I don't know what it oh. is. This is just a tangent, but hate them. I live, I live out in the country a little bit. There's, it's not very dark. I don't know. I maybe people listening right now will be like, Steve, you've got some unusually great night vision or something. I never need my bright lights. Right? Why does everybody else? For real. All the time. I saw a guy switch from his brights to his dims on my way here. It was daylight when I got Why? here. Why? Why did you have that. your bright lights on in the middle of the day? Anyway. I get it, though, man. I mean, I, my last vehicle that I had before our current car was a 1997 fucking car. Uh-huh. It did not have high-tech bright, yeah, bright yeah. headlights. Yeah. And I was never like, damn, I wish these were brighter. I know. Ever. They're it's fine. It's crazy. We're eventually just all going to be blinded while driving. It's just going to be right? a, an exercise in faith. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I think um, we should mention some of the cast here because it is a mostly like lesser known cast. These were, they were going for, like, there were some people like, Kevin Bacon in the running for for Arnie. I would have worked, uh, but he he got Footloose, so he he didn't want to do this because Footloose, you know, uh, definitely okay. was gonna do a bit more. Yeah, um, but yeah, Keith Gordon who plays Arnie, I think does a great job. He's not like immediately recognizable, though. He, he was in several '80s movies that did I think okay. He does a great job, man. He has yeah. to sell this character that's gone from like nerdy and squeamish yeah. to just like irrationally intense. Yeah. About this car. I mean, he's, he's playing two or three different shades of this character. Exactly. The movie. Yeah. He's, he's really bringing something to it. And yeah. Then you've got people like Harry Dean Stanton, who is fucking rad. I Come mean, on. We've talked about Harry Dean Stanton and Alien and then uh, Escape from New York. He's in a million other movies. He's awesome. And he's awesome. Yeah. I think uh, this is the youngest looking I've ever seen him. And he always looked about that age until he looked older. Yeah. He never looked young. No, never. <laughs> Uh, also, I think uh, the guy uh, who plays Darnell, Robert Prosky, is great. Um, he was in Gremlins too. Okay, he was like the the horror host guy. Oh shit! Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn man, yeah, he's great. Like he totally has a realistic, old grumpy guy at a garage. Yeah. feel about him. Now, I will say that I think maybe Buddy's performance is a bit over the top. Yeah, 
It's a he's like, a little intense. And the thing is, he would be because he's a bully. He would be like a bit too intense. But like, I don't know, man. When he's like, <laughs> when like the teacher's kicking him out of the class. And he like gets up in Arnie's face like real quick, and he's like, "Fuck, man, yeah. fuck, man." It's just like, Jesus, Whoa. like, okay, calm it down a little bit, bud. Him and his flick knife. Oh yeah, Classic you know he's a dirtbag. You know he's a dirtbag, and he hangs out with a guy named Moochie. So, I mean, who looks on. like Jonah Hill? Like, gave up basically. <laughs> and his other friend is the guy that's in Ghostbusters. That the effect is having is it pissing him off? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's that guy. He yeah, it is him. that guy. Mm-hmm. I was happy to see that guy in something else with that big ass hair. Yeah, yeah. big looks, hair on that he, guy. He he looks like just outrageous. Like watching it, that was the one thing that to me made it feel like this isn't the fifties. Is that guy's hair? Yeah, because it is so big. I would like, not be allowed in the fifties. No, <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, all, there's also the guy um, who's barely in it, um, who plays one of the others, Vandenberg. Who's, who's like, when they pull into the shop, he's the red-headed guy there. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was in, I expected he'd be somebody significant. But yeah, no. he's, I mean, he, he didn't really seem to play much of a role in the movie. But we've seen him before in Friday 13th Part 2 and hey. also that episode of X-Files we did for the Patreon app. Word. Same yeah. guy. Okay. Right yeah, on. He's got, he's got a good look. Got a good, like, a slightly goofy look. And, in fact, that's something I noticed about most everybody other than... Dennis is that they seem to have been chosen because they they have a very unique look because like Dennis's two friends they they don't look like movie stars they don't look like I'm not saying they're bad looking guys but they're not normal. good looking yeah, guys yeah normal, they're just average normal looking, looking dudes yeah. and, and it makes it feel more like a high school and, it does and, yeah and, and casting mostly unknowns makes it feel more like real to you totally yeah and of course, you know, later on, a lot of these people go on to do all kinds of other huge stuff oh, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. Baywatch of- and Top Gun. Second week in a row, we've had somebody from Top Gun. Absolutely, on show. Kelly Preston is in this uh, barely, but she's in this, and she's in a million things, and has been married to John Travolta since '91. So. Oh, word! I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. The uh, the parents in this, I think, also do a, a good job of being just like. You know, oh, yeah. we're we're kind of we're kind of helicopter parents a little bit. Yeah. We're concerned for our kid. I think that is okay. So there's the uh, Stephen King ha- definitely dealt with bullies growing up because there's so many bully characters. He sure likes putting them in his stories. And there are also a ton of domineering mothers or wives. Oh yeah, couple and, two tree. Yeah, and this I think they do a good job of portraying that where. The husband is actually doing an amazing job while not really saying anything. And it's the way he doesn't say stuff. Like, he will, like, perk up like he's about to say something and then look defeated. Like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. better not say anything. Like, the the parents really did, like, give a dynamic uh, performance that, that just, like, gives you so much of his home life without having to say it in exposition. Because, like, he says some stuff in exposition, but it's it's really just, like... You know, talking about how they control him and stuff and don't let him make these choices. And then it's, it's, I believe that, but then he makes this major choice and instantly is like, fuck you. And they're like, okay, I guess. I mean, we don't like it, but what are we going to do about it? And it's almost like he has been a good boy up to this point and has never pushed the boundaries. Yeah. So he's felt caged in, but he's also not tried to push out. And the car is influencing him 
instantly to become this much more rebellious character. And you were mentioning that that's kind of like part of car culture, part of what the car had meant in the 70s and stuff with, totally. with uh, you know, American Graffiti or whatever, where it represents freedom for yeah. teenagers. Oh, absolutely. And I was I was relating to that very much while I was watching the movie because I even remember back when I was, you know, 16 and I got my, my first car, a yeah. 1988 Honda Accord. Oh, hell yeah. Fucking not great. Kind of a death <laughs> trap. Definitely yeah. had some very dangerous things about that car. But, yeah. you know, whenever I got it and I, I pulled it into the garage the night that I had it and, you know, I cleaned it up and vacuumed it yeah. and armor all that and all that jazz. Even though it was a piece of shit with paint peeling off the hood and all kinds it of problems yours. with it, it was mine. Yeah, because yeah. like when you're that age, getting a car is a symbol of freedom. It is a symbol of I can just get out and drive away if I yeah. want to. Like next time my parents are pissing me off, I'll just get in the car and drive. It yeah. is like one of the first big steps to independence yeah. and having a life outside of your parents. Of course. It didn't take long for me to figure out that it was also just like, oh, no, you can't go anywhere. Unless you're going to pay the electric bill, then you can go out. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, so I got an errand running machine. Got right. it. Got it. But uh, that's just such a strong symbol. Were you that way when you got your first car? Yeah, no, I know. I, well, see, the thing was that um, uh, I got a 76 Chevy Cheyenne. Ooh. And it was a big bastard. Yeah. It was uh, um, a sled. Just a gigantic eight miles per gallon type of truck. <laughs> It had a bench seat, no seat belts. Love it. Yeah. And people would get rides for me. I'd have like 10 people in the bed, the truck, the bed of the truck, and like three people on the bench seat. And we're all fucking dying if I wreck. (laughs) It's over. It's fucking over. (laughs) But yeah, uh, I was like, I I never really had like the the domineering sort of telling me what to do type of of situation so like the moment i got my car it really was just like i'm gonna go somewhere and i would do it and it felt so free and so awesome and like you get to just be like oh i can if i want mcdonald's i can go to mcdonald's if i want to go see my friend i can go see my friend like to see a movie yeah it really does change some elements but also uh, we lived in a time where gas was like a dollar a gallon. Oh, yeah. I think like, it was like 96 cents whenever I started driving. Yeah, I don't even know if it would feel free anymore. Like, I right. feel like it would just feel like... <laughs> Not the same, but it cost four bucks a fucking right. gallon. <laughs> I guess I'm staying home. Shit. For real. We'll just FaceTime instead, I guess. <laughs> exactly. You yeah. know? Yeah, but I yeah, get it, man. It was a big representation of freedom there for a long time, especially pre-internet. Again, like you were saying, like it, now you can just you can get on the internet and there actually is a, a lot of that same feeling of freedom where you can just kind of do a whole lot of things and your parents don't know about it. Oh yeah. But yeah, at that point it was, it was huge. I remember at 16, just getting that truck and fucking figuring it out and driving back roads and just rolling the windows down and enjoying it. Totally. Like, right. And I did the same thing as you, like the first night you get it, you clean the shit out of it. Oh yeah. Like, I love this. Check thing. every single thing. Like, yeah. I was, I was addicted. Totally, man. Yeah, Yeah, and I get that vibe out of his character, too, where I I love that scene where, you know, him and uh, Dennis are driving, Mm -hmm. and Arnie is suddenly just like, wait, go back, pull over, I gotta go see that car. Like, he sees this thing and is instantly... In love. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just driving by, Mm -hmm. he sees this dilapidated thing sitting behind his house. everybody tells him what a piece of shit it is. Yeah. Like, he's fucking obsessed. Like, he finally finds that thing that just clicks for him. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And I recall even being the same way, like even when I started playing music, where it was just like, yeah. oh, fuck, like this is it. This, yep. this makes sense to me. And I'd have other people around me that were just sort of casually into it and were just like, I know a few chords or whatever. Yeah. And I was just like, it's not enough. You have to get fucking obsessed. Know all the chords. Yeah, know yeah. all the chords. Yeah. I, I am Guitar George. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I, and um, I, I kind of was that way when I first got a car, too, because I like, my grandfather insisted that if, you know, if I'm, he, he was the one who bought me the truck. Uh, he was like, if I'm going to buy you a truck, I'm, you're going to learn how to upkeep it. So, like, he taught me when we got it, I think it needed a new brake pad. So, he taught me how to change the brake pads, taught me how to change the oil, taught me all those, like, things that you do with your car on a, on a regular basis. And that kind of, yeah, it made it. I don't know. It felt like a sense of responsibility where I've got this new dog yeah, that I have totally. to take care of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was cool. I'm trying to get what this movie is kind of saying about it because, you know, again, like he gets this car. It's this bit of freedom away from his parents. It's this thing that his parents didn't give him or make a decision yeah. for him. It's him finding his own sense of self. Yep. And, you know, again, we've all had experiences like that. It might have been the music that we got into when we were teenagers. Yeah. I've talked many mm. times about why Green Day and Weezer and stuff meant so much to me back in the day. It's because uh-huh. that's music my parents didn't listen yep. to or introduce me to. So I think a lot of us get into this thing that is foreign. Is it something that our parents have shown us before and we get mm. way, way into it? But then at the end of the day, this movie is also kind of saying like, well, your parents are right. It's bad for you. <laughs> and then you have the last line of the movie is, God, I hate rock and roll. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, so is this kind of saying like, no, 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 listen to your elders. I I don't know. You know, I that that is kind of something I I wrote down here is that that uh, King oftentimes kind of specializes in stay in your lane horror. Yeah, where it's like the horror is learning who you are. The horror is becoming your own person. Um, and I think what he's doing there is not necessarily trying to give us like a a, a moral to the story, but just finding areas where people feel uncomfortable getting into it and twisting it and making mm-hmm. it bad. So like, I, I think, you know, in, in some ways, yes, uh, Artie is this, uh, our Arnie is this like, uh, I guess, uh, what would you call it? Uh, this, the moral of his story is that he should have listened to his parents. He should have listened to his friends, but Dennis also has a car. He has his own car. A lot of them have their own cars. Dennis's Having car the, is fucking sick. Yes, Dennis's car is oh my awesome. God, dude. Yes, but yeah, they all have their their own things and too. They're not doing this, so I think it's kind of like it's showing that Arnie has some. He has some proclivity toward this, and the car sort of uh, exacerbates it mm. and, and makes him worse and worse and worse. Yeah, and that's Whereas, kind of exemplified. They got that conversation in the car where he's like love will eat everything around you like really intense conversation yeah that was super intense and yeah and then like and dennis is like oh you're talking about lee and he's like fuck no no. fuck no i'm talking about the car (laughs) yeah like what that is so twisted yeah And, and i think that is it is like uh like he gets out of his comfort zone becomes this completely different person and gets punished for that. He lets that obsession just destroy yeah. his life is what you're saying. Yeah. So it's I, I don't think it's necessarily King saying 
this is a bad thing, but saying this is a possibility. You can overdo it. Yeah, you yeah, can overdo yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, you can. You know, you can start smoking some grass and stuff when you're right. in high school and be like, "This is pretty cool." Yeah. Or you can start like doing H and right. let it really destroy your life. Maybe yeah. that's what it's trying to say. Yeah, at the end maybe of the that's day, what right? it's getting at. Yeah. <laughs> I think the movie is kind of long. It is, it is a bit long. It's it's an hour fifty. Feels it, like it, and it feels like yeah. It's only about six minutes of, of credits too, so it's it's a, it's good a whole bit of movie. movie. Yeah, yeah. I never really got bored. No, during it. No, like it. it it doesn't have a lot of scenes where I'm like, okay, you could have cut this, 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 this. Yeah. This storyline didn't go anywhere. This didn't go anywhere. There is a lot of just like getting to know the characters. Yeah. And the characters seem real and fleshed out. So right. I'm fine with that. Like that scene where Arnie goes and visits uh, Dennis in the hospital after uh-huh, he's had that one. like football accident. That's just a good scene. Is it, it is. all that important for the story? Not really, but yeah. it's good character building stuff. So and, I don't really know what I would cut out of it. And it kind of still keeps us in mind that Arnie isn't fully... He's not become this entirely terrible person because up to that point, he's been a bit distant and now he's here seeing his friend and they seem to be like friendly again. But then the next time he comes to see him, it's a lot darker. Yeah. Uh, and, and like when he leaves that that first time, he says like uh, uh, something like, you ever, do you ever think about how... Uh, oh, being a parent's like are... trying to kill their kids yeah, or something? Yeah. And like to me, that was just like, what does that turn? have to do with the rest of this movie? But, like, I guess there's something here about, like, he's trying... Like, basically, his parents are driving him toward death by controlling him too much. Mm. And the moment he found freedom, like, he just went into it full force. And, unfortunately, some avenues of freedom for teenagers are... are bad dangerous avenues well like, hell i mean honestly that could even be a bit of a, a message here towards towards parents and being yes. total controlling domineering parents that is bad yes. i mean dude <laughs> i know so many people from like back in our homeschool days yeah i bet where you know they were not allowed to do anything go uh, anywhere see anybody do anything try anything mm-hmm. watch anything and then as soon as they get a little bit of freedom holy shit they go fucking nuts yeah because they finally feel like themselves, and that feels great. Well, and the forbidden but they stuff also, is so cool. Exactly, but they also don't know how to regulate nope. because they've never had to. They've always been told what they can't do. Exactly. Yeah, yeah so this even could be a precautionary tale towards parents in a lot of ways. Yeah. Where it's like, if you keep your kid away from all this stuff, that's the first thing they're going towards whenever mm-hmm. they get out. And it might go real bad. Yeah. Because they might go full force into it. Totally. Yeah. So you could see it from that angle, too, I suppose. Absolutely, yeah. You know? I, yeah, I mean, as far as like, it, it, because again, it's it's like playing off of uh, American Graffiti and and Happy Days and and stuff like that, and it it really is like doing the warped version of that. Like, yeah, like car culture does kind of represent freedom for teenagers. What could that also be? Like, what? How could that go wrong? Mm-hmm. And of course, in this case, uh, there's a supernatural element that would never be uh, a part of the real world, but definitely. There are changes that happen when uh, teenagers find their avenue for personality, especially when they've been repressed. Yes, very much so, man. Uh, I think the soundtrack in this is all really cool. That's where some of the carpenteriness comes from. Mm -hmm. There's definitely some very synth kind of soundtrack and all those synth stabs and stuff that I was talking about. It's not really super in your face. No. It uses a lot more of the 50s music to kind of set the tone. And and uses the the 
the carpenter sends stuff to tour to underscore the the terror, mm-hmm. but never to like stand out much except for the the on fire scene where it just fucking comes in and is is so strong and so perfect in the moment. Yeah, like yeah, I yeah, I think again, like uh, because Carpenter had taken over the the reins of uh, scoring the thing from uh, Morricone. <laughs> like, yeah, I think that getting negative critical reaction made him think I need to rein it back. Maybe less, John. Yeah, maybe and less. And he also made they live and was like, well, I'm not going to rein it back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go fucking wild. I'm going to put all my keyboards in this motherfucker. <laughs> yes. It's awesome, man. Yeah, I think the soundtrack stuff in this is cool. And, you know, again, the way that Christine kind of communicates through all those 50s kind of crooner yeah. rock and roll songs, I think a lot of those songs are like, creepy and sad yeah that is something about those 50s rock and roll songs is like there's a creepy vibe to so many of them. yeah like blue velvet and songs yeah. like that like that's yeah. just creepy and haunting uh-huh. sounding to me yeah i think um uh, fallout has done a good job of using like 30s through 50s songs to set a creepy vibe that like is extra creepy because of the like it's there's supposed to be something fun and light to it but it's just not there Mm-hmm. And that, that's that's kind of what you get with this soundtrack is like all those songs are fun and light until you see them in this mo- like particular context. And it's like, oh, that's creepy as fuck. Yeah. yeah. Like whenever she's in the car and she's choking on that burger and it starts playing some song about like, it's just you and me. Uh-huh. And you're like, oh, man, that's like Christine saying it's just yeah. Christine and Arnie. Like, yeah. get We're out of here, alone. bitch. Uh-huh. Get out. You're <laughs> yeah. not welcome here. Stuff gets creepy really fast. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I think it's really cool, man. I, I mean, I mean, you know, talking about it has made me like it more, I even know, though I already liked it. Yeah, but uh, like, I, I think overall, this is just a really, really good Carpenter film and King adaptation. Totally, totally yeah. agree, man. I, I can't believe it's taken me this long to see it, but now that I have, I'm definitely watching it again. I mean, yeah. like I said, I watched it once for the for the note taking and stuff, mm-hmm. and then I, I watched about half of it today. Yeah. And I wasn't at all like, oh, man, this isn't as good as I remember it. I was just really nuts about it the other day. Right. I'm bad about like going totally crazy about something the first time that no, I, I see that. it. And then later on, I'm like, yeah, it was just okay. And I, I do the opposite as well, where I hate something and then I watch it again. I'm like, what? why did I hate this? Yeah, totally, <laughs> yeah. man. So I feel like this is definitely one that I'll rewatch from time to time, yeah. man. It's just a really cool, very fucking great looking movie. I can't mm-hmm. believe how pretty this movie so was. So nice, yeah. Really, and really enjoyed it, man. The car just looks great. Yeah. yeah. Like... There are a lot of choices you could have had uh, for a car. The, and I, I know that uh, King got some of the elements of the car actually wrong. I think in the in the book, it's a four-door, and they didn't actually make a four-door right, and all right. sorts of stuff. But, like, this choice of car is, like, it feels so 50s. It's got the tail fins. It's got that particular look. The, the Four headlights yeah, and stuff. Yeah, the, the white uh, uh, roof and all that uh-huh. stuff. Like, all just feels like perfectly 50s and kind of encapsulates the that v era on the front and the v okay we got to talk about how much arnie wants to fuck this car <laughs> he's all about it the last thing he does with his final breath of life is reach over and touch her v i did not notice this yeah but now that you pointed out yeah this does not seem subtle no not at all the v is like placed in an area down low like he Dead reaches center. over two fingers just strokes Ooh, it like damn it's very much sexual i feel like like that's 
And and that's I I mean I don't think that was hidden in the book or in in the movie that he has a not just otherworldly connection but a, a love sex connection to this. He's not interested in his very attractive girlfriend. Uh-uh, no. He wants to fuck this car. Christine is his <laughs> speed, man. Yeah. Woo, damn. Yeah. It's it's, uh, it's a cool like element too because I imagine in 83, a lot of people watching it didn't think anything of it. Yeah. They didn't think like, oh, there's anything sexual to that. But watching it and paying attention, it's like, ooh, boy. That is, that's like, that's just a final way of saying like, he wanted to fuck the car. <laughs> in case you haven't got it. It'd be really awesome if he pulled that big shard of glass out of his stomach. And he's like, Ugh, I really want to fuck the car. <laughs> he's dead. He's dead. <laughs> Did he say something about wanting to fuck the car? Oh, get, 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 get in the bulldozer quick. <laughs> we gotta go. <laughs> Damn, man. Love it. I think it's cool. It's, yep, it's a really, too. really enjoyable flick, man. Yep. I think if I'm going to put a number on this mm-hmm. thing for me, dude, I'm, I'm, I think like seven and a half, pushing okay. eight, maybe. Seven and a half. That's maybe a V8. Very, oh, shit. You know? I was going to give it an 8. I'm going to give it a V8. Give it a V8. It's a, it's a V8. You know? Yep. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I'm trying to think. It's like if I gave it like an, a 9 or something like that, this seems like I'm putting it up there with Math of Mad. Right. Yeah, and, something like that. Yeah, Halloween, which is a 10, yeah, obviously. Yeah, absolutely 10. It's yeah. not at that level. But it but real looks amazing. And I just can't imagine if some lesser director got his hands on this, it turning out this good. No, I don't think so either. And even even with him not being fully dedicated to it and treating it like a job... Well, still John Carpenter still just doing John a job. Carpenter. Yeah. <laughs> I bet that guy wipes his ass better than most of us. I imagine he does. You know? It's John Carpenter. <laughs> he just does everything a little better. He wipes his ass and he looks down and he's like, a hundred bucks fell out somehow. Wow, how did this happen? Huh. <laughs> Sweet. So, yeah, very cool flick, man. I look forward to hearing what you guys have to say about it over on the Facebook group and our Instagram, all the places you guys can follow us on social media. There's a Linktree page that you can find. Just do the thing where you look it up, yep. and you'll find it. Linktree. Linktree forward slash dead and lovely. Easy to find. Mm-hmm. Get us on all those social medias and stuff. Support us on Patreon if you enjoy the show. Yeah, patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Head on over there. Become a $5 patron. You get to submit a movie to five, the Smoking Bowl. And smoke, we smoke, randomly... Smoke. Draw from the smoking bowl, and then we review that movie. We do that. Also, uh, we got uh, the Patreon exclusive episodes. Uh, by this time, there should be a video of me watching the Last Jedi. And <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I I told people on Friday night that your suggestion that I watch the Last Jedi and drink, uh, and they said, "Don't do it. You'll die. You might die." Eh, okay, uh, you know what? It could be a hazard. Yeah. So. I don't know what, like, I'm, I'm planning on doing this on Saturday, and I don't know exactly what I'm, but my idea was I start with very low alcohol, and I progress to higher alcohol Wow, the worse the movie gets. So basically, Ooh. the low alcohol is when it's a five star. Okay, yes. Then maybe next I go to a high gravity beer, uh-huh. and then next maybe a, a lower uh, uh, alcohol uh, liquor of some sort. Maybe like a really dilute vodka soda or there something. There you go. And then by the end, 
just slamming uh, Evan Williams bottling bond. Hitting 151. <laughs> I just get some fucking Everclear by the <laughs> just, end. I'm just like, oh, it's fuck over. It. Goodbye. I want to die. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like some quality wine. Right. Be careful. That's what I was, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I might just stick with the low alcohol the whole time so that I'm just normal drunk by the end. Maybe instead of fucking plastered. Because yeah, I don't think I'm gonna enjoy this experience. Wait till you see why Palpatine is back. <laughs> somehow. Because he is. Somehow. Somehow he returned. That's legitimately all. I know. Yeah. Jesus all right, so you're ready. You're I'm good. ready. You're yeah, ready for that one. I'm ready. I'll be a phone. So yeah, support us over there on Patreon. Uh-huh. It does mean a lot to us. And rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. All the other places that you can review this show. Please do that for us. Please. Please. Oh, <laughs> That's all I'm asking of you. Please. <laughs> Next week, Ben has prior commitments and will not be able to record an episode. So I called in our pals over at Jack of All Graves. That's right. Corey and Mark. We'll be back to record an episode with me on Peter Jackson's Bad Taste. So join us next week. I guarantee it's going to be a blast. And hopefully you guys will tune in for next week's installment of Dead and Lovely with the host with the most. It's me, Uncle Ben. Me, Hollywood Steve. You guys have been fantastic. We've been dead and lovely. Bye, beautiful. We're wearing blue velvet. I thought you should know. Oh, I forgot he wears that uh, that red James Dean jacket. It's cool, I man. To mention that. That's a cool... It's like, killer cool. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Bye. You ready for Confrontation Corner, Ben? Oh, my God. I don't know if I am. I have never, in the entire time I've known you, seen you eat a piece of cake. No. Never. Are you sure about that? Do you like cake? It's all right. What? It depends on the cake, okay? All right, it, so it, it really makes does sense depend. that I've not seen you eat it. Yeah, I'm not going to call myself a frequent cake consumer. Okay. An what, FCC, they're known as. What is your cake of choice, then? Kate makes a really good chocolate and caramel cake that's uh-huh. really, really awesome. It's like a fudgy chocolate cake with like a layer of caramel in the middle. Okay. That's really good with a big old tall glass of Miak. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. great. you got to have the Miak. I love a... Cheesecake doesn't really count as a cake. We're no, talking about doesn't. a flour-based cake. It's its cake. own thing, cheesecake. I yeah. think so, too. Yeah. I'll get down on a really good carrot cake if it's got a nice oh, cream cheese cake. frosting on Fuck, there. Yes. That's for me. Okay, so it's not like indulgence that you're avoiding because like i always forget with carrot cake it is indulgent as fuck hell yeah it is like there's so much sugar in there especially like the cream cheese frosting but so good so good man yeah but yeah like a like a sheet cake birthday cake from the grocery store i don't give a fuck about yeah a vanilla cake with white icing okay. go to hell all right see go that's, to hell. that uh, that is the dividing line is i will still eat those cakes nah, not for, for sure me. No. You ever have a, a, a like um, Pepperidge Farm like frozen cakes that they have that you do? We frost? used to get the coconut Those are cake fucking one. Rad. That was awesome. It's so good. There's right? another one that I really like. Kate's Nana makes like a ice box coconut cake. Uh huh. That is fucking insane. I love it's coconut so goddamn cake. good. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that the frosting on it is mostly Cool Whip. So I'm like, I know I shouldn't eat that more than once a decade because Cool Whip <laughs> is just plastic. It's, it's the devil. Mean, it's it's not the devil. Have you ever seen what happens when you just leave it out? 
It doesn't do anything, yeah. It, it turns into a hardened solid. Yeah. It turns into fucking plastic. It's just... It, it almost turns into like that, uh, like expanding, like insulating foam. Is oh, what it yeah. looks like. Uh-huh. It looks like that. So, mm-hmm. but dude, that coconut cake so good. But yeah, the Pepperidge Farm, yes, frozen one, mm-hmm. and I think they do like a lemon one that's also pretty damn good too. You know why I mentioned this? Why? Because on this Thursday, it is our birthday as is a podcast. It? Yeah, Thursday, really? Thursday. Yep, we'll be five years old. We're going off to school. Good Lord, look at us. Going off school. Is that right? Yeah. When I, do we start homeschooling? <laughs> well, yeah, we're going to, of course, we're going to homeschool our podcast. Oh, yeah, for me, that would be year seven is when mine starts homeschooling. <laughs> so we're going to send it to public school for a couple of years so it gets the, the elder experience. Exactly right. You okay. want to have yeah. that full experience that I had. One day, our, our podcast is going to play guitar so well. One of these days, <laughs> you know, got to get it started early. My daddy's taught me. <laughs> Oh no! I should not live. Yes, <laughs> has tentacles for some reason. <laughs> oh, has tentacles. Oh, get the flamethrower. Anyway, it's time to put it down. Happy birthday! Woo!